part six of the Albums of the Decade series on West Who's Him Radio is brought to you by Oswell. With the holiday season officially in session, Oswell's holiday sale is officially live. Now through December 24th, save 15% off the Oswell Lux Hybrid and the Supreme Mattresses when you use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. The Oswell Lux Hybrid is Oswell's original hybrid mattress packed with premium features. With high-density foam for added support, and copper gel infused memory foam that surprise that's that provides not surprise provides active relief for joint and muscle pain. The Lux is the perfect recipe for the ideal medium firm feel. It's also no secret that the Supreme is the best of the best. You can take a Lux nice sleep to the next level with the built-in Euro top for maximum plushiness. And while you're on the site, don't forget to check out the Supreme pillow as well. Designed to help you get the best sleep yet, the Supreme pillow is as Lux as the most cloud-like of specialty store finds. Minus the atmospheric price. Get atmospheric, cloud, yeah. Um, so head to oswell.com ASAP to take advantage of their holiday sale. Get a new mattress for the new year, man. Your back will thank you in the morning, I promise. Um, again, go to oswell.com, that's A-L-L-S-W-E-L-L.com, and use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout to save 15% off a brand new mattress. Again, that's oswell.com and save 15% off a brand new mattress for 2020. We are also brought to you, as always, by What Suits Him and WhatSuitsHim.com, where William Garner's review of Willie Max Jr.'s Keep the Change is now actually available on the website. Forgive my false advertisement last time. I'll be trying to do too much, but it's actually live this time. So uh, head to WhatSuitsHim.com, read Will's review on uh, Willie Max Jr.'s Keep the Change. It's phenomenal. And, and Willie's project is phenomenal, too. So um, you'll really enjoy reading Will's review on it. Um, yeah, check out everything we got going on on the website, on the social medias. Um, holler at our consulting services if you need resumes, cover letters, just broad professional development help. Um, check out the new photography we have on the website. Catch up on the podcast. And be on the lookout for our annual year-end review of music. Um, it's coming up in the next few weeks. And because I didn't finish last year, is be on the lookout for um, the final three write-ups for last year. So um, all that's coming in the next few days, uh, be on the lookout again on the social medias at whatsuitshim and whatsuitshim.com. One more time, whatsuitshim.com. All right, like I said, part six of the Albums of the Decade Project with the homie Blake Hall. Y'all know him. He's been on the show before. Um, shout out to Arena Solution. Shout out to uh, Fresh Never Face Clothing one time. Um, he actually picked a very surprising project, and we, as you can tell by the the um the hour and minute count on this one we actually dove in pretty deep so it's a really good conversation on um a really good album an album that I actually do think deserves consideration for album of the decade but it, in fairness shout out to everybody who's done podcast thus far for this project all six have been quality selections um I lost two audios and even those were great so everybody's been really stepping up to the plate with this I'm really excited to keep it going ending this year and hopefully the first few months of next year so um, yeah, hopefully y'all, hopefully y'all enjoy part six. If you haven't caught up on the first five, listen to those. But first, listen to Blake. But first, as always, my brother, uh, Willie Mayhem. Uh, yeah, I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love. I'm Detroit's own. Yeah, I'm Detroit's own. <laughs> Yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You can have it without all you taught me. I never would have lasted. I know I can move through some Hollywood, dude. All right, what's good, bro? What's going on, man? Appreciate you coming back, man. Of course, of course, of course. Um, 
Yeah, part six. I want to say this is gonna be part six or part. Yeah, seven, I'm, I'm looking at the the that list before b- before me. Yeah, yeah. He's some good. He's some good. No, nah, people people have been picking some good shit, man. I mean, Ryan came out the gate with a Kendrick project. I'm yeah. actually recording another Kendrick interview tomorrow. So, Takia, whoever she was, she hers is dope. Uh, no, she she hit me over the head because I was like, I, I texted her back like Channel Orange. She was like, no nostalgia. And I was like, that came out this decade, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, Nova Kane came out twenty ten. So Nova Kane, yeah, baby, right. I want so, you. Two crits, Nova uh, I want to say uh, the probably one of the best mainstream products this decade. Um, Currency Pilot Talk was of, yeah, was yeah. another one, which I was happy to talk about because that, that's bro, that's really been the most fulfilling part of this entire project to me. Is like talking about music, talk about music, but talking about stuff I've kind of forgotten that even came out this decade. Yeah, that that was the hardest you know? part about picking one was like, all right, this decade, all right, that's ten whole years, mm-hmm. and in the but that means there's no right answers. You right, know what I'm saying that's because I felt like even even when I was talking to you and you were like, I don't know what I want to pick. I'm like, bro. What's your you favorite? You know, yeah, you can't <laughs> you know go wrong. But at the same time, ten years we get, and now with the internet and like, even the best part about this is like you, you got to think back to the first half of the decade mm-hmm. when like two dope boys and you heard yeah. it uh, now right now them when was, when rap radar was yeah rap when blog. you were giving you like a different mixtape like damn near every week and mm-hmm. them joints was fire mm-hmm. like so like you had the combination of getting a whole bunch of music and then. Of course, you got the whole shift and streaming becoming the thing. This decade for music has been crazy. Just a matter of how, just delivery itself. Yeah. But it, what was delivered to us in those different avenues is what what made it even crazier for me. Right. right? And just looking at the, I just say, like, Return of Forever is one of my favorite crit projects of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, forever, not Forever Day. Uh, it's better this way. It was crazy. Pilot Talk is amazing. Uh, Kendrick. I was never like high on Kendrick, but that first album, Good mm-hmm. Kid, Mad City, that was something special. Like, I mean, it's a movie. I, I guess that's like, so cre- a credit to you and the first five participants because it's like, I haven't yet had to be like, and I, I probably wouldn't do this, like, no shade to anybody who might come on the show in the future, but like, um, I haven't had to be like, are you sure? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that shit's terrible, but okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but like, you know what I'm saying? I might be like, eh. Somebody's going to pick something. You could be like, uh. It's going to be something I don't want to listen yeah. to. Yeah. I'm going to be Somebody, like, uh, Do I really want to like, uh, Do I want to revisit this? Do I want to visit this at all? Because like, for all the good music we've got the last 10 years, we've gotten some bad shit too, like. But I mean, I got friends with good musical taste. I think so. Everybody's picked some shit that I think has been on. Yeah, I, I hope no one picks. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what the actual would be. Somebody gonna pick a little B? Like, oh my god. Although in 2010, I was cooking everywhere, so I'm not gonna. 18 year old me is looking at me right Woo! now like you too bougie for cooking. Swag, man. swag. Woo! You too bougie to cook now, nigga. Oh, I, oh, I still brought the cooking dance every now and then. You know. But really, I said like, there's not much bad music, but it's about a. A lot of subpar music. A lot of, lot sure. of mediocre, like uh, above average. In reality, Wale's mixtapes were much better than his, his albums, albums this decade. Like mm-hmm. Ambition was. Ah, I liked Ambition, but I also felt like uh, this ain't the Wale pod, so I'm 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 gonna try to like not talk about it too long. But I'm a, I'm a Wale defender. I do feel like it became a man. I feel like it became a matter of like people. Feeling like Wale changed, but I don't think Wale. Changed. But eleven one eleven was way better than than ambition. Yeah. I, okay. I, I will. I will not dispute that. I, um, I'm a Wale fan. It's just his albums just 
weren't that, <laughs> yeah. weren't that amazing. I mean, some people better at mixed tasting albums. It's, it's, it's shitty as it Facts. is. It's shitty as it is. Shout out to Fab. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Nice. No shade. Um, all right. So, I'm, have you have you settled on the one? Man, listen. Because I mean, that's all I was going to suggest is we. You you pick you say the so you you said four you came in with four yeah I got four that I'm stuck with yeah so we could do three honorable mentions and it's like kind of talk okay. around them and then go in depth on the one you actually select. okay so I'm I'm pretty sure my my first honorable mention gotta go to Big Sean Detroit okay because that should have been an album like there's no way that that should have been a mixtape uh just the features on there the production it was all it was all great from from top to bottom like. Uh, twenty four carats of gold is a perfect song. Yeah, that and then what's the song with uh with Royce and Kendrick? Uh, uh when I look up to this guy. I'm yeah, make a hundred million dollars. Hundred, I think it's called a hundred. Something, something like that. Yeah, like, uh, I'm I'm gonna be as one of my favorite songs this decade. Yeah, I mean it's 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 gonna be everything. Yeah. This is a pretty song. I mean, they ain't really talking about nothing, but yeah. it's a very motivational. Like, but uh, yeah, one hundred. Hey, that Royce verse on one hundred. Mm-hmm. That's a I, if that didn't strike a chord with you. Shout out to James motherfucking Fauntleroy just because I will Listen, shout out James Fauntleroy at any opportunity I get. That nigga's vocals are amazing. Flawless. Woke up. Flawless. Like, and there's nothing that he can't do. No. He doesn't do anything wrong. Like then the interludes on this was crazy. The interludes were crazy. Selling Dreams was uh, Selling Dreams my was, Yeah, shit. for sure. Once bitten, twice shy. Once bitten, twice shy is one of my favorite songs ever. Do um, what I gotta bro, do. We time. Do what I yeah. gotta do. So shout out to Tiger's verse on that song because niggas don't like Tiger, but his verse to do what I gotta do is all timer. Listen, still, la- still remember great. Experimental song was crazy. Experimental. I need to find. We gotta find yeah, where the hell yeah, Chip yeah, Ripper is at. Where is Chip? That's a good question. King, King Chip, Chip the Ripper. We're gonna call him like. Um. Yeah. Once bitten, twice shy is my shit. Row we time is my shit. Life should go on. It's probably one of my favorite Key Wayne yeah. instrumentals. We'll probably talk about Key Wayne a little bit more. In, yeah, because anyway, he's gonna be all through this joint yeah. for every, almost all the ones I'm, right. I'm looking at. Shout out to Key. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you got anything else about Detroit you want to say? Or you want to be ready to move to the next time? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good on Detroit. I, I might circle back to it uh, later on. But then my next honorable mention is another Shine project. It's, it got to be uh, Finally Famous Volume Three. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was, for me, as a creative, as someone who is into fashion, the sneakers, like that was just a, a beautiful time mm-hmm. all the, all the way around. Like even at the cover art with the with the burnt rubber uh, Letterman on and the BBC shirt and the Louis Vuitton belt and pouch, like that, and I, that just encapsulates and and captures a very special moment in time for me. But then the track list was crazy, like Fat Raps remix. Was was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the five bucks, the five wanted freestyle. Five, five, yeah, man. Because the way currency when, when, uh, when us dropped, I was like, I, in the weirdest way, I wish like Jordan Peele had used had used the remix that was, instead listen, of like the original. That movie, but, I, man, that movie creeped me out, <laughs> and it low key ruined that song for me. Because after my hearing now, I think about the creepy little boy, mm. and I'd be kind of nervous. <laughs> Nervous. No. Yeah, but this whole project was dope too. Like final hour meant to be. Yeah. High rise was when I realized cra- that what niggas nobody not nobody but like Sean is Sean is a top tier rapper. rapper. He was a, a rapper rapper. rapper like High rise is incredible. He it remains one of my favorite songs. Bars and like even like the even like the songs that weren't the greatest were dope. Like my closet. Like 
Shout out to Tone. Tone really wasn't saying shit on that song. But it was amazing. Like, it was so fun to listen to. Like, yeah. then the Don Cannon talking this shit over Don the whole. Cannon. Yeah. yeah, all over the track. Made with my nigga Drake on it. Like, he did get a Drake feature on it. He got a Drake feature on a mixtape mm-hmm. and a Chris Brown feature and a Clinton Sparks feature and a Mike Posner feature. Shout out to Big Nut Bus. That's my shit. Hey, that song. Man, was... he said, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm I'm let you move on next, but when he said on High Rise, uh, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Uh, my bitch got body, but I sent her in the back because my nigga called Shoddy. Yeah. I was like, oh, nigga. I had never heard a better bar in 17 years old. Bro, though. he had a bun B feature on here. Yeah. Money and sex, counting them checks. It was crazy. Did you, did you go to, he, I remember he did a show for- At probably, the Fox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, at the Fillmore. Hotel Fillmore, yeah. Fillmore, yeah. Yeah, Hotel Heroes was lit. Yeah, that definitely was went show. and like- uh, the aroma of, of Reggie Weed was like... Not the Reginald. The Reginald was yeah, it super was, it was strong there, that it night. There, it, was it was there for sure. It was in there. Um, and then behind that one, the next honorable mention got to be um, J. Cole, Friday Night Lights. Mm. That was something. Again, another special time. I had just turned 21, or I was about to turn 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was another project from top to bottom was solid with everything that he dropped on there. Like, even coming in on the intro with Too Deep for the Intro, like... That's one the, of my favorite. With songs the Erica Badu sample, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, back to the topic. He he actually went, forgot it. Yeah. Owes money. I'm the shit. Oh yeah. yeah I'm reminded. Yeah. Vilmatic. Uh, you got it with Wale. Wale floated on there. I forgot about you guys. That's probably my favorite song on that tape too. Bro, in the morning when Drake came on the track, like sound like he just got over a cold. Like <laughs> I, it made me want to catch a cold just to go to the studio and talk to a chick in the ear. Hey, what's up, baby? Hey. <laughs> hey, you was down there, Lil Wayne in it with the with the ugly ass voice. No, he was. That's actually, that, a, that's actually a fair comp. Premeditated Murder was crazy. Uh, but my favorite track on that whole project was uh, Home for the Holidays. I think anyone who, I think a lot of people like Yeah, Home anyone who went to school, to college, out of state, mm-hmm. can relate to Home for the Holidays. Because you came home, shit was different every time. Yeah. But it was also the same every time. You came home, and you got around the same people that you love to be around, and you kicked it the same way y'all used to kick it. But every now and then, you might have that one kid was missing who may be locked up or whatever may be going on with him at that moment. So it was something else that was uh, two-sided. And then even uh, Farewell, Love Me Not. Like, SeaWorld was... No, SeaWorld was probably yeah. one of my favorites. So I'm, I'm looking at the track list now with you. Um, I want to say back... So what was the Back to the Topic uh, instrumental? Because it was a Cassie song. Because Trey Songz uh, did a freestyle. That's what Trey Songz was doing a lot of freestyles, too. Um, shout, really out liked, Damn, shout out to Ready. Ready is for sure honorable mention. Somebody pick Ready. If, if, if you or listen to this and you want to do Ready, hit me up. I want to or talk Anticipation, about the first one. Or, that, that, is this decade? Um, anticipation. It was real decade. borderline. No, it, it's just like Anticipation was like 13. That's when you started mm-hmm. doing mixtapes heavy. No, the first Anticipation, all the freshmen in college, I remember I had. Trey songs. Oh, you're right. Anticipation 1. Never mind. That was yeah. 09. That's 09. So I, I don't really count this decade, but still, it should be a decade. Cause... Nah, because uh, Make It Rain and uh, what else is on? Make It Rain and uh, he got a, uh, You Ain't My Girl with Sammy. That's my shit. You Ain't My Girl, bro. You Ain't My Girl. Yeah, man. Yeah. Scratching Me Up is on here, too. Yeah. Uh, good, good, good freshman year of college memories. I was, I was for sure on some. Sure. I, I, I definitely sidetracked. I'm trying to figure out what that instrumental was. Oh, right here. Uh, must be love. Must I'm be love. At, yeah. yeah, I love that beat. Um, yeah. But Sea World is incredible. Home for the Holidays is incredible. Um, Blow Up was... I remember when I heard Blow Up and I was like, can he make it uh-huh. now? Yeah, yeah, man. Can he make it? I remember he performed it at the Hip Hop Awards, whatever year that was, 09. Yeah. And, um, no, that was like... Yeah. 09, 10, somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Blow Up came out before the tape. Yeah. 
So I, but it was weird well, to me. To I was blow like, up. so <laughs> when, when did um so Silent Story dropped eleven then? Yeah, I was a, yeah, I was in my first semester of my junior year. I remember listening to it in, my, in the dorm I was living in at the time. Yeah, because I didn't like who that very much. This has nothing to do with nothing we talking about. But I didn't like who that very much. So when um, I, Low Up dropped, I was like, okay, cool. And then he dropped that um, workout, and I was like, yeah, workout grew on me. But I I knew what he was trying to do. And it, when I saw where it was on the billboard, I was like, you got your single, okay. See, what's crazy about Blow Up was at the time when that came out, I was a. Uh, I was trying to be something in the music industry. It wasn't be a rapper or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I was working with my man's uh, DJ Fitted, and that was the the last. I feel like tra- I've heard that name before. You probably that's my man. He, he in Atlanta. I but me and him have been rocking since way back. Okay, and uh, that was the he's do like a miss like every few months, and uh, he did a thing called I'm Fitted Volume Three, and that was the last song on the mixtape. And I'm like, oh, this nigga J. Cole, is, is, he gonna have one with it. And then after I was like, I don't really know what's going on with J. Cole, but that was a, yeah, Friday Night Lights was, was something special. Yeah. Just off of In the Morning and Home for the Holidays. Right. I mean, it, they was, those were, well, In the Morning was so big, he had to bring it over to um, the album, so. Yeah. Can I hit it in the morning? But I mean, you, the, the weird part about it, and we're not talking, well, we, we'll probably talk about Drake as we get into what you actually picking, but Drake has been kind of like, What's the word I'm looking for? He's been kind of like um, unassailable for going on 12 years now. Like, in yeah. the in the weird because what I'm trying to say is, in the morning was so in. The, un, it's a good song to me, but it's not Drake's greatest feature. But even Cole was like, I got a Drake feature. I got to put yeah. it on my album. Just like Shaw with May, he had yeah. a Drake feature. It was like this is. And I don't really be feeling like Drake be giving niggas his greatest verses on features no. sometimes. Back then he wasn't. Not back now then. he, he yeah. Did. No, no guidance, nine was nine was Man, what? I've really heard that she beat. It was that like, thank you. Um, suit long for a nigga so cheap. Yeah, but... But um, my album of the decade... Yeah, official album of the decade. My official album of the decade. Let, 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 me, let me build in some room to put the drum roll in. Okay. Boom. Okay, go ahead. It, uh, it's probably by surprise, but I am a, a, a full-fledged card-carrying member of the Hive. Are you a card-carrying member? Yeah, I, get, I keep it on me. <laughs> keep that thing on me. Keep that sure. thing on me. For you. sure. But I'm gonna go with Beyonce's self-titled album. Okay, uh, it was. There's nothing wrong with that album. Like, it's really hard to find fault with anything on that album, uh, for a number of different reasons. The production is amazing, uh, but my thing with that album is she owned that album. Mm. Like, she got to be herself. She got to talk the shit that she wanted to talk. She that you heard a little bit more cussing from her on there. You heard you heard her be who she. Who, I'm excited to talk about that part. Too, yeah, that like part you heard her be who I feel she is when she's not on TV and not in front of the camera. I feel like that's the closest we'll ever get to meeting Beyonce for the, the mm-hmm. average person is okay. this album or oh, this one, Lemonade, but Lemonade is something totally different, totally different way of meeting her. But with this album, it wasn't necessarily her stripping down and revealing her soul, but it was more so her. Giving you her real personality and giving you who, asserting who she is, yeah, as a, as, like, as a woman, yeah, um, like and then the, the tracks on the album like were crazy, like Pretty Hurts, Drunken Love, which was like my theme song for like that whole little period of my life. Uh, mine featuring Drake, like I think I think most guys had, had a moment with that song, just 
for Drake's on Drake on the hook yeah. and Drake's verse. Like even her, even her on the on the. Stop making a big deal out of the little things. Let's get carried away. Come right now, you know where I stay. I just wanna say you're mine, you're mine. I just wanna say you're mine, you're mine. Would you hurry, you're mine, you're mine. All I'm really asking for is you. You're mine, you're mine. I just wanna say you're mine, you're mine. Would you hurry, you're mine, you're mine. Long as you know who you belong to. I mean, quiet is kept like I mean, people don't men don't want to admit it, but Drake be saying shit still. Bro, listen, <laughs> if listen, my thing is if you can't admit that, we can't be friends. Neither here nor because me and my closest friends all had a, a bonding moment over Drake. Like Drake and Navadius for better or worse. Yeah. Like he say shit niggas agree with. Like for sure. I mean, it's, it's misogynistic. She I'm belongs not, to the streets. I'm not, I'm not I'm not going to say I agree with my collection. What I will say It's an accurate song. Is it's not this it's not not accurate. Uh <laughs> All right, let me let me let me do the. Cause I've been trying to add this to every episode. Okay. Uh, first paragraph of Beyonce's uh, Wikipedia page. Beyonce is the eponymous. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Eponymous. Fifth solo album by American singer Beyonce. The record was released on December 13, 2013, by Parkwood Entertainment and Columbia Records. Developed as a visual album, in quotes. Its song are its songs are accompanied by nine linear short films that illustrate the musical concepts conceived during production. Its dark, intimate subject material includes feminist themes of sex, monogamous love, and relationship issues, inspired by Beyonce's desire to assert her full creative freedom. Like you were getting that with her becoming or her showing us who she fully was as a woman. Yeah, like in 2013. Yeah. Um, like I said, like for me, that um, well, I work in marketing, so like mm-hmm. the rollout of it was what got me. Like we didn't know it was coming. So um. I think I sent you the questions I've been using as sort of to guide the conversation. Um, but we kind of went through the first one. Why is it your favorite album or the best album of the decade? But so you remember your first time listening to the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I remember I was out with my ex my ex now. Um, but I, we, I mean, we weren't looking for a Beyonce album because why no. would you be looking for a yeah. Beyonce album? I mean, we got back to my house and I got on Twitter and I was like, I think Beyonce just dropped the album. She was like, "What?" And I was like, "See, I think Beyonce just dropped the album." Like, the girl out there at the time was like, "She was like, she for sure was the high." Like, but I was like in bed. She called me like, "Like, can't wait." First, slow down. What's the problem? <laughs> she's not a problem. Beyonce dropped the album. I'm like, okay, I listen to it in the morning. But listen to it. I'm like, oh, this this shit is this shit is it. Mm-hmm. Then I heard Drunk in Love, and I was like, which I, so I kind of want to talk about Drunk in Love a little bit because. Well, I was, I was listening to it this morning for um, we got here. I didn't realize it was number three on the on the track listing. So I kind of want to talk about. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead too far. Let me make sure I'm not doing that in the question. Um, I so first the first thing I want to say was I didn't realize Drunk of Love came so early in the album. Second, listening to it start to finish for the first time in forever. Um, I'm intrigued to hear you talk about Pretty Hurts because I didn't. I like Pretty Hurts and Haunted in a way. I don't really start keying into Drunken Love. So I think I think that's most of a guy thing. Cause okay, like right. with Pretty Hurts and Haunted, like, yeah, it we can we listen to it and we can understand it. We really wasn't paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. But like for me, Pretty Hurts hit me as I got older. 
I started listening like, all right. She uh that was really her introducing herself. Like even the even yeah. the first line like was like Miss Third, Third Ward. Yeah. yeah, like so oh, she letting you know, like, yeah, you see me in front of the camera and you see all this other stuff, and you see Beyonce, and you see Sasha Fierce, and you see all the mm-hmm. glitz, all, all, all the stuff I presented to yeah. you in, in a capitalist sense. Yeah, this like is who I am as a woman. I, I, a I gave you me, but I didn't give you who I am. It's like, very so. Um, just trying to relate this because I, I do think it does fit in, in some ways. I just saw that um, Rhythm Nation eighteen fourteen um, turned thirty. Really, the other day, and so it is. It is interesting to think about that. Um, I think for I think Rhythm Nation for Janet in a lot of ways too was like her coming out part, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? Like, and I think every female artist has had one of those albums. Like even Rihanna, like with um, what was that album? Anti. Yeah. No, I want some, somebody come on and talk about Anti. God damn it! Like somebody give me Rihanna's phone number so I can that tell too. Her how yeah. much I love her. But yeah, but Pretty Hurts. It was a. Uh, it was her. It was her true introduction as I am Beyonce. I am. Grown as hell, yep. like and then haunted was kind of like a prelude to lemonade. Like she, she peeled the, the layers back a little bit and gave you a little bit of, of of who she was and and what she experiences and what she goes through in her her mind. But at the same time, it was like I'm not gonna give you everything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so, those two tracks, like I, I felt set the tone for what the album itself was. They they were revealing. They were um, uh, experience field, they were more than just two songs of her coming in and talking. But then Drunken Love came, and then she gave you another layer of herself. Like, mm-hmm. this is me and my, my nigga at home. I do my husband at home. Like, I do think that a lot of women, as, as I listened to it, I was like, pretty much every woman I've dated <laughs> has treated me like Beyonce treats Jay-Z on Drunk in Love. Like, they get drunk, and they just kind of want to touch on you, bro. Like, yeah. You know, oh, these are facts. These like, are Jessica's facts. not here right now, but, like, Drunk in Love is us damn near every Saturday. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, last Saturday, that was, that was us. Like, yeah. in the bar, like, she was drunk. But it's a good feeling though. Like I was listening to it and I was like, this is such a like happy It makes song. you feel good. It makes you feel good. Hey, it it makes you appreciate the they little... both they both sound drunk. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> they both sound faded as Jay shit. was on that bitch, like, again. That do say is the, the shit. shit. Shout out to do say we drinking that shit right For now. sure. But like, it was uh one of those things where like I said, it, it felt like you were um felt like you were not watching them have sex, but it felt like you were experiencing you, 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 were, you were watching them be in love. Yeah, you were other. watching them enjoy their relationship. You were watching them enjoy it's drunk each other's love, company. Right. Yeah, being drunk in love. Because like, in, rea- in reality, everyone's saying that when you've been drinking, you're less inhibited. And you're mm-hmm. more yourself. You're more free. But to be that with someone that you love and to be that free with someone you love, y'all are that free together and y'all are just enjoying one another's company, that's, it's a beautiful thing. And to get that on the track between those two who are... Right, they're not America's sweethearts because they're 
black, but right. it's but I, I but I will say at I mean before Lemonade or before like what we thought was him cheating on her, whatever happened between them. I I will say that they were like America's couple. Yeah, but I mean, um, fact. It, it was the Obamas and it was them. Big. I think it's still that. Yeah. Like, cause my my thing is now it's still that because you can see that you can go through things not saying that you should cheat on your girlfriend mm-hmm. or your wife, but like you can see that every issue isn't isn't the end. Right. So like I think they're still in that same realm as uh as yeah they they sound very happy on this. Oh thing. yeah, even like listen to, to Carter, they they sound happy on that. Like yeah, coming through what they've been through, like. Um, I, I would love to do um, Everything is Love with somebody too So Yeah uh, And then after that You had Blow Which was her just being Yeah That video is I I kind so I was hoping Grace was gonna be able to make it because part of what I do want to talk about are the videos. Yeah, I do think that now, that um, part I, I didn't watch all the video. I watched some of them, but not all. Okay, of them. yeah, I remember. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. Keep keep keep. Um, go ahead and go through the track list. Yeah, but blow. Yeah, for real, you can't go wrong with for real writing a track and then Timbaland producing the track like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no angel, which I feel like. Every guy who oh, has... Timbaland and Pharrell was on Blow. Which, yeah. So I want to talk about production too. Go Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Did you follow that up with, with No Angel, which I feel like... Girl who has dated a guy who may have been like a man whore or even like engaged in illegal activities, you, you realize that that nigga's no angel, like, mm-hmm. and neither are you. Like, no matter how across the other side of the tracks this girl is, she's no angel because mm-hmm. everyone has a past. Right, we all got our demons. Yeah, and then you go there, then from there you got a partition, which was like her, just like, nigga, I'm with all the shit. Before partition, shout out to Yonsei, shout out to Key Wayne. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yonsei. So I mean, I don't. Um, I enjoy hearing Beyonce rap. Oh yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Drop the bass, main the bass, get lower. Radio say speed it up, I just go slower. Highlight treble, puffing on the mids. The man ain't ever seen the booty like this. And why you think you keep my name rolling off? I just write another one. I sneezed on the beat and the beat got sick. Yonce all on his mouth like liquor. Yonce all on his mouth like liquor. She lost her mind on that. I can, can you imagine a cypher like with her and like Kelly Rowland? 
Eddie Creator just getting high and rapping. It's probably amazing. Uh, I, I would love to see it, Not bro. Yeah, bro. I would love to see her and Kelly just like have a rap battle at the crib. <laughs> Different, you got Jealous, which is another song that I feel like a bunch of women can relate to. Mm-hmm. Just one of the things that it just mm-hmm. is just true life. So funny enough, I, d- I didn't remember Jealous that I heard it earlier, and I was like, oh, like, I don't know how this how I missed this one. But it's real. Like, that's, yeah, that's and, the- and, but the way it comes on, like, the way the song comes across, like it's it's super strong, but it's also still real like, I mean, it's, airy. It's, and- as I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, like you said, it's strong. Like that, that first verse specifically, I was like, whoa. And then like, I think the second verse is more like a, I ain't going to say like a softer perspective, but definitely like... This is where I'm coming from, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like the first verse was her like being like, "Fuck that shit," and then the second verse was like, "But like, jealousy isn't like it doesn't come from nowhere," you know? Yeah. What I'm saying? Hey, jealousy. Not talk about the song, but but mm-hmm. jealousy is just a it's a natural occurrence. Like, mm-hmm. and if anyone can, for someone to own their jealousy and own their their human uh, errors and flaws, I won't say jealousy is a flaw, but Owning that humanity of yourself, yeah. like it's something that, dope. That's that's the thing is like humanity. I, I mean, and because we need to provide a value judgment for a lot of things, it is what it is. But I don't think I'm always gonna be jealous about niggas talking to my girl, right? Like, yeah. that's, but I don't think I'm not gonna scrap the nigga because I'm jealous. I'm just no. kind of like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't. I'm I'm possessive, See, but not in a bad this, way. This you is the thing that a lot of women don't understand. A lot of like, guys don't understand either. There is a difference between. Uh, Jealousy in its natural form and feeling disrespected, mm-hmm. cause like and the line gets blurred. Like as men, we for sure, yeah, yeah I. But I, cause the jealousy in its natural form is kind of also something you can take pride in. Like, oh, nigga, he trying to get in my girl, like right, but right. yeah. When I agree that, with that. I do agree with that. When it gets that disrespectful level, something totally different. And I think this song itself shows it in its natural form and shows it That's in its point. in its true essence of like, all right. I'm a little self-conscious. I'm a little bit iffy, but this is how it should be. But at the same time, I'm still strong enough to realize that it's not nothing, anything I did. It's like the second verse, she comes in and she owns herself again. Like she, she feeling herself on that second verse. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm still that bitch. I'm right. still, I'm still Beyonce. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey. If you go from jealous, do you got a rocket, which rocket, is like which is a smash, which is a rocket. Songs ever like I was. I, was I tweeted like, earlier. I was. I wonder how many babies were like unintentionally conceived by mistake. Songs. Like that was a uh, yeah. That was her be- again being a grown woman on the track. Like yeah. I have sex and my sex is probably amazing. And it, that instrumental that. is incredible. Regard like beyond what she's Frank saying, beyond like the like 
much. I love that beat, man. man. Uh, uh, yeah, again, another doom. Timberland beat. Another Timberland beat. Doom, doom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. And then you follow that up with probably my favorite song from the album. Mine, yeah. mine, like, and again, I think mine is a song that I think, uh, I feel like for the guys who weren't necessarily Beyonce fans before then, who didn't, I, yeah, I agree with that. Who didn't pay attention to her music before then? Mine came on and was like, all right, what's she, what's she talking about here? Like, even... Another Key Wayne credit, just want to throw that Yeah, in. and then, like, again, she she revealed a lot of herself on the, on the track. Like, the beginning, the whole, I've been watching from the signs, taking a trip to mm-hmm. all that. Like, she really exposed herself again and then gave you another view into their relationship. I'm, I'm sure she was talking about real-life shit on there. Like, then, to come in with the, with, with the Drake, like, when Aubrey gets on the track and he yeah. just takes us to a whole different level, and then his verse, like, and and I, I do feel like around thirteen was like, I mean, so we kind of talked about this I think before we recorded, but the notion of like the access to the sort of people she had. I, so one of my favorite sort of things to track um, is like music, music superstars and the people who produce their music. Yeah. So that's that's one. I mean, and Confessions is the same thing. But one of my favorite things about Eight Seven Zero One. Is like in a sequence. He has Pharrell, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. Jermaine Dupri. Like, imagine just being like, I want the greatest producers Listen. ever to produce my shit. That's you, what Beyonce did on here. Was yeah, like, you basically know what? Drake, I want get, everybody. Yeah, I want the greatest niggas. <laughs> like, give me the. Like, you know what? I'm gonna go have like four features, but let me get Drake, Jay Z, Frank Ocean, yeah. and my daughter. Let Just, me let, let me get, let me have Timbaland and Pharrell produce together, bro. That's just something I want. Crazy. To like that. The same thing goes back to the earlier, like with American Gangster, Jay Z's album. Like, mm-hmm. you had first we had Diddy. Do the whole executive yeah, of the shout whole to the album. Hitman. Shout yeah, to the hitman. bro. Shout he, to Stevie J. I the nigga reassembled like a, the. This is totally off topic, but like with production, I'm keeping this in. <laughs> like when you're able to be at the level to get who you want to produce, it's amazing. Like she, like, she went and got everybody. Like you look at, you had forty. You had. Uh, Key Wayne, mm-hmm. you had Magic Jordan on there in, in small bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Pharrell, Timbaland, like the Dream. Like, yeah, I mean, Dream has been writing for her for listen bulk of this decade. Her and the Dream together are they don't miss. Like one plus one is it's Miguel wrote on Rocket, and I saw that shit earlier, and I was like, did that he makes really? a lot of sense. Yep. Wow, because that day doesn't miss either. I'm, I'm gonna get the right now the writer credits. Yeah, James Faulkner Royals on there. He all through the album, actually. Fun Leroy is a genius. I want to do like a Fun Leroy specific pod, but he only, the music he releases specifically is only like 90 seconds long. I'm yeah. like, would you release a project, bro? I, I, listen. Fun Leroy is probably my favorite song right Keep all doing time. what he, he keeps doing what he's doing, and I'm going to keep enjoying the music. Uh, That's that, why I want to do Anti, because James Joyner is one of my favorite songs this decade. Man. So, I, this album is just crazy. You go from mine to XO. <laughs>
again, yeah. the dream going crazy. Uh, then flawless, then flawless, which was Listen, the people's fl- champ. Flawless is um, for women mostly for me, where I've been around my life. So, so I'm not gonna lie to you. When you said you want to do self titled, flawless is the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, and I was like you want to do self titled because <laughs> no, so no shade to Beyonce. I I I don't call myself a member of the Hive specifically because this is why I was intrigued to hear you call yourself a member of the Hive. I'm under no false pretenses that Beyonce makes women makes makes music for black women specifically. No, I, I think she does, bro. And I'm not. She'll make music for me. I can like it, but she ain't making it for me. And so it's like I can like it, but I'm not gonna pretend like I'm the demo she's trying to. Like, oh yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but th- I think that's why her greatness shines because she's not making it for me. But that shit still hit me. It's still like, oh, this is. I mean, I was bopping to uh, "Sorry" at some party, and I mean, the the women were like, "Oh, this is your shit," but the men was looking at me like, "This is your shit." Listen, when I realized I was so, when I realized that I was part of the Hive was the first on the run tour, and I was in Chicago at the show, and she was performing. Of course, I was rapping all Jay's verses and mm-hmm. songs. But she was doing some song, and I, I just got called by the moment. And I didn't catch myself <laughs> until like, I looked around. It was like, I got that's me. He was like, kind of like, he was rapping. He was singing it, too. He was like, looking down. I'm like, bro, you're here with a girl. Yeah. You're fine. Sing the song. What do you want to sing? Like, Man, Beyonce and Jay-Z know very much so that, like, there's an intersection in their fans, bro. At this point. Of course. The niggas who listen to Hov probably listen to his wife. Like, come on. And the women who listen to B got us in the Hov. Like, right. At the end of the day, like. It's, it's, it's but I will say after the entire lemonade debacle, like it did seem like women were. I, I mean, Twitter is Twitter, but it was a lot of like, why is Jay Z coming on this tour? And it's like, because he's the greatest rapper of all time. That's why he's, he, on he's this the tour. goat, and she is still married. Yeah, and she's still married to that. And she's forgiving him, and they have worked through their problems. Again, I cannot hold people accountable for the things the people they did it to are going to be accountable for. Like, I don't like, but like, just about lemonade for me, like. That album was was solid, top to bottom too. Like, we, sorry, we, don't we, hurt we, yourself. We don't come like, back. We don't come back. We don't come back. Because I, I, part of why I was intrigued with you picking self titled was I think that three of her albums are candidates for album of the decade. I think four self titled and Lemonade all qualify. Yeah, um, and I like four a lot. Four has my favorite Beyonce song of all time on there. Put love on top. <laughs> no, uh, uh, best I never had. Hmm. Rather Die Young is up there for me. Rather Die Young and I miss you because Frank Ocean's a genius. And the best thing I never had, like, my uncle Babyface went crazy on, on, on that. Oh, movie. that is Babyface. Yeah. yeah when it goes around, comes back around. Yeah, Rather Die Young. Baby. I love Rather Die Young. And then I miss you is, I feel like every time I see Frank Ocean perform it, I'll be like, I don't need the acoustic version, bro. Just let, <laughs> let Beyonce do it. Um, so, yeah, I, you didn't get through the track list. Um, I love superpowers. Speaking of Frank Ocean, I love superpowers. Moving yeah, forward, uh, superpowers uh, incredible. A subtle power, superpower, a tough love, superpower, uh, like a shot, superpower, ooh, 
tough love. And I thought the world would revolve. I thought the world would revolve. Without us, without us, without us. The self-titled album just it's, there's no so, it, but so I mean, funny enough. So I mean, I got the superpowers. So I listened to it maybe two and a half times as mm-hmm. I was preparing for today, um, but this morning anyway. And I'm so I, after super. So again, like to me, and I kind of want you to defend it. Um, I'm I stopped. I started drunk in love, and I stopped after superpower. So like. Pretty Hurst and Haunted are like an extended intro, and then mm-hmm. like Heaven and Blue are an extended outro. But like those three but, to twelve is like the album, and I think that's how she set it up to be though. Like I, I I agree with that the same way. Like the the first two songs and the last two songs both give you they give you things um, to reveal things about her. about her, right? yeah. But that it they're the bookends of the album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like. You had pretty hurts and haunted of her stripping down and letting you see who she is outside of her stage persona, and then you run through the album of her just living her life, living living as Beyonce, and then you bookend it with Superpower, which is her not necessarily talking her shit, but it's also but it's her um, again owning who she is in in some capacity and owning her career. And her musical style and her delivery and her content, her subject matter, it owns it in that song. Mm-hmm. And then you go with uh, Blue, which is I, Blue. Blue I is it, pretty. Blue yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah, blue song, song I could deal without, but she still did it because she, she's a mother. She just had a daughter. Yeah, she just became a mother at the time. So again, it's more so of her giving you a peek and a view of her life. But I totally agree that the first two songs are like an extended intro, and that's what I can extend the outro. But they book in the complete project very well. Mm-hmm. They give you a lot to, they encapsulate the whole thing. And give you a, a full circle moment with how the project is created and produced. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I. But I guess that's partially why, like, um, I don't know. So I like Pretty Hurts and I like Haunted and I, I like Blue. So Heaven and Blue kind of, if they were like one eight minute song, <laughs> that would have been. Yeah. Cool. It, it, so to go to her husband, she did it like, a, like the end of Blueprint when we went from Mama Loves Me mm-hmm. to Lyrical Exercise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like one straight through track and gave it to you all in one. That's me being nitpicky. Like yeah. I'm not trying to like shit on it because both songs are pretty, but um, that's kind of how I approach it. it I, I won't even say just today, but I think I always looked at it that way. It was like three through twelve were the album for me. And yeah, like everything yeah. else was kind of. But like, a, a lot of like, albums have that same sort of vibe. Setup. Yeah, like the same little setup of like the first few tracks. I but I think the best thing about that, from like a production standpoint, from a like from a um, just putting songs in order. It gives you a true climax of the album. You know what I'm saying? That's like, a good point. That's a good point. You know, I think like this this album truly climaxes with Rocket, Mine, and Exo. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's yeah, a very good it point. It continuously goes up, and you ride it out top, and then it comes down a little bit, but it don't just drop you straight down. It it eases you down 
with flawless and yeah. superpower. And no, cause no bullshit. Drunken Love. The album could have started on Drunken Love yeah. and, and been fine. And then Blow is a great second song. Yeah. No, but that's like partition. it just takes you straight up off off bail. Like yeah. you don't get any right. No, no incline. You go straight to the top, off top. Yeah. Like, but I, I think by having Haunted and Pretty Curse in the beginning, they have a heaven blue at the end. It gives you time to sink into the album, and all right, well, it gives you time to to, to start thinking about soft, what you're soft get. launch, soft ending. Yeah, I'm looking at Superpower too, and I'm like. The album could have ended on Superpower. It'd yeah. been totally it'd fine. Been, boom. It'd right. been straight from top right. to bottom. Like, right. But I, I feel like whoever A&R this album for sure did a, a superior job at... And like, Eve could end it on Heaven, but I'm sure she wanted Blue on the album. Yeah. You know, she got to get her daughter some money. Right. Same way, same way Jay do. Like, put it put it in the trust, man. Yeah, man. Like, that, that shit's amazing to me, too. Like, when they put her on tracks to make sure she continuously gets paid for, like, ever. Yeah, Blues Freestyle is one of my favorite things. <laughs> we Family is one of my favorite things I've ever done. Man, I, yeah, this out, I, Beyonce, I don't think she makes bad albums. Like, uh, she's incapable of it. I actually posited, um, I'm gonna keep this in 100% because I want to hear your opinion on it. I posited a few months ago, I wonder if Beyonce did make a bad album, if people would be able to like figure that out. I mean, if, she, if she came with some bullshit, I don't think like the hive would like be like, oh, this is some bullshit. I think they would be like, yeah. I think I like they it. would. I think they would defend it the same way true Jay Z fans defend Kingdom Come. Like, but I don't think Kingdom Come is some bullshit. Bro. But listen, that's the thing though. Like, it wasn't some bullshit, but it. So the, I'll say this, right? I don't, Hove, to me, Ho's worst album to me is Volume Three. There are a lot of people who like Volume Three. I see. So. So it's like, it's, I don't, but like I don't with, with, with artists like her, with, uh, artists like Beyonce and Jay Z and Drake and a few others. But that's the thing about Drake. So the point we made about like mixtapes and albums earlier. What's Drake's best album, bro? Take care. I don't. I like Take Care. Is it like a classic? And I kind of like come best here and album talk about Take was the same. That was the same. I still want to talk about if you're reading this, it's too late. I think that is the best thing he's done start to finish. And then after that, it's like comeback season. I like Drake. It's but my like, comeback I'm... season back, back in the day. But like, so, like, with, but Beyonce about the bad album thing, I don't think she'll ever make a truly bad album. I think she'll make, a, I think she'll make an album that's out of her character or an album that is so, out, of, out of her box that you don't really expect and you don't really know how to take. I, that's what Kingdom Come was. It wasn't a bad album, but it was like you didn't know how to take it. But but that, that's kind of my thing with. That's why I don't think Kingdom Come is a bad album. I think it was this weird. Hole was in this weird sort of like nebulous area where let me let me see how old he was when he made Kingdom Come. I'm and I, I, honestly, I think Beyonce already has her album that's like out of pocket. Which one is that? I am Sasha Fierce. Yeah, um, I think she's gonna do some more shit because I. I think about too. Um, well, I think of, so. We're not talking about Kanye West, but I think about Kanye. Rest in peace, Kanye. No, but here's the thing. I think about I Kanye. Yeah, bro. I think about Kanye in periods, bro. At this point, I think about you got to. Yeah. But to me, Lord forgive me for the blasphemy I'm about to throw into the universe. <laughs> Kanye West to me is this generation Stevie Wonder, where he does like he he just. He's a morphous, bro. He does different things. Super by eclectic. The super. Yeah. And so, like, to me, I'm like, 
All of the Kanye, like his first three albums was one that was one era. Yeah. And then he did 808, which was kind of isolated. Then he did. Um, wow, this is great. Me and Darrell just talked about this on Twitter the other day. What? Like, me and Darrell was talking about uh, like how just Kanye's albums. Like, yeah. Because that nigga was shitting all over. He's Dark a period Twist. artist yeah. to me, bro. He was shitting all over uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, nigga, you're tripping. That's the amazing. Album. I don't think it's as good as I thought it was when it first dropped, but it's still Yo, a masterpiece. It was, this is crazy. Like, that's a top three album for me. Of his? Yeah. I still think his first three albums are his best three albums. That's what everyone said. But that's, that's for me, it's, for me. But actually, no, nah, go, go. Take for me, it's Dropout, Late Registration, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, I, I think it's like registration, uh, red, I think it's registration, graduation, and maybe Pablo. Top three? I think Pablo. Pablo. I, I, pa- niggas hate Pablo. Why do niggas hate Pablo? Ultra Light Beam is on Pablo, bro. That no was the party. only good song. No more, no more parties in LA is on Pablo, bro. Waves is on Pablo, bro. I'm not listening to Waves. You're not oh. listening to Waves, nigga? Oh, no. What do you mean? Ultra Light Beam is the only good song on that. No album. more parties is not good? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> On bro, those like I mean, only bad Kanye was out to me is Jesus. I that li- shit was I, I have listened to Ye or Kiss He Goes. I don't include them in my. I ain't listen to Kiss He Goes, and I don't know what the fuck Ye is. I'm like, bro, like I'm so far removed from that nigga. Is it's, it's cra- yeah, it actually is. We gotta bad. do something about him. Beyonce, reach out to him. Beyonce can save Kanye. She, you she, think? she might be a nigga's only hope. His only hope. Him I, was, and- I was actually talking to somebody about um, what would it take for Kanye to get in touch with Jay Z in 2019, and I was Obama. Like, I think maybe Rihanna. I think oh, Rihanna is like the lowest comedy. Yeah, life. the lowest. But like for it to actually go through, it makes sense. Obama. But no, <laughs> so I, I, was, what I, was, I, said, I said Rihanna could text Jay and be like, "Hey, that nigga want to talk to you, bro." Yeah, I don't. I don't, know. Bro, I, don't I don't know. You might not want to talk to right. him. But he told me to tell you. Exactly. Hit him up. Exactly. And Jacob like, ah, I'm good. No, I'm Hope good. Go, no, Hope gonna play it off like, "Oh, me and B was at the opera last <laughs> night. I didn't even see the text." Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, tell him text the uh, tell him text the BlackBerry because the iPhone. <laughs> the black- he, don't, he don't have the iPhone. Hey, number. bring back Blackberries. He don't have the iPhone number. But yeah, um, um, I don't even remember what was on. But yeah, I, I think like three through twelve is like the proper album, and then yeah, one and two and thirteen to fourteen like personal tracks for her. Yeah, I said, but but I felt they were needed for the track just to get for the album to give it a uh, to give mm-hmm. it a a full to give it to give it a full modulation. Of, yeah, you know, take you up and then we gonna bring you down. I feel that. Yeah, right. Beyonce, she. Um, she just she she gives you music that is gonna last. Like that's really just all that. Yeah, that, that's like, a very good. Her point. music is it gonna something we forget about ten years from now. Like uh, that some sort of album is it gonna be an album we're gonna forget about? It's already what seven years old, eight years old almost. Mm-hmm. Like we're not gonna forget about that album. Like it, it is kind of peculiar to think about like when we're forty, fifty, sixty. Like what are gonna be the classics? Um, I think because I'm in it, it's hard to discern. Because, honest to God, like, I mean, it's self-titled her best album, probably. I don't know. I think B-Day is probably my favorite of hers, and so I'm curious to see, like, which is going to be, like, her definitive album, or if she's just going to be, like, that sort of super-duper star who, like, just comes out with... Because that's the kind of place I'm trying to get up with Kanye, is, like, I don't know if Kanye's remembered for one album. No. No, he's not. And so I do. I do think like he gives the, you a complete catalog, right? 
But I, so, some good, some bad. Right. But I mean, but to the point of Beyonce is like, I mean, all of it's good to what you said. So um if I am Sasha Fierce is the sort of out of pocket album that she came out with. She's only one, two, three, four, five, six albums in, which is incredible. So if um I am Sasha Fierce is sort of like the out of pocket album and Beyonce and Lemonade are like part one and two of her Magnum Opuses or Magnum Opie. Um, I'm curious to see what's next. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't really know. And I, I think that's the best way to put it. Like, you think so you look, Dangerous in Your Love and B Day, those were her adolescence. Like, that was her. Well, Dangerous in Your Love, specific, I, I wrote about that because I wrote about um, Kitty Cat on B Day last year. Hmm. And I was very much like, so she got a song with Hove on there called That's How I Like It. And mm-hmm. it almost sounds a little pedophilic, bro. Like, he <laughs> sounds like a grown ass man. And she's like a 17-year-old. Yeah. And I mean, she's older than that, but it is very much like, oh, I'm your dainty little girlfriend, and you are the grown-ass man teaching me, like, the game of life. And it's like, yeah, by B-Day, she is a... By B-Day, she's a grown woman. By I'm Sasha Fierce, she's playing with, like, what it means to be a grown woman. And by Beyonce, she's like, oh, yeah. I'm grown, grown. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. Like, yeah. you said, they just your love, her adolescence. B-Day is her... Being a young I'm, I'm woman, an adult, right? yeah, being, an, being adult. an adult, but not fully grasping adulthood. Mm-hmm. Then you go with I'm Sasha Fierce, which is just I don't know what the fuck that really is. But she don't know what she is at that point. Yeah, that's the point of the double album. Is like I am is Beyonce, and then Sasha Fierce is like, should I pretend to be this other this alter yeah. ego in order to like keep you all captivated? Yeah, and, then, and I think by Beyonce, she's like, well, by four, she's like, I know, I, can, I know I where I want to go. Yeah, time. I know what direction I want to go in. Right. And then Beyonce was, oh, this is the direction I'm going. Mm-hmm. This this is me. Mm-hmm. And then Lemonade, and then... Lemonade is her getting some shit off her chest. Yeah, for sure. Like, nigga, I can only imagine, like... Shout out to Ho for getting through that period. <laughs> boy, a lot of dudes, they probably was drinking that them times, boy. Like, shit. I can only imagine, like, if I, like, pissed Jess off to the point where, like, she made an album about me. Like, I don't. Like, you know what? Hey, you know what? We're going to make it through this, but before we make it through it, let me go drop this diss track real quick. I don't want to think about it. Because I'm imagining Hove, I always imagine Hove like listening to it because he did listen to it before it was, but not before it was finished, but like before we heard it. Yeah. And just imagine that nigga just sitting there like, um, can you like not say that part? Like, can you cut that part out? Yes. No? Make sense? Okay. Like, yeah, I I feel like he was like, you know what? I probably should say something, but I'm not gonna say nothing because I don't I need to let her. I need to let her go through this. Let her do her thing. Right. I it it could. I don't know. That's it. I the, the thing about her. The thing I like about it, it comes full circle, kind of. What I like about the album Beyonce is they like say we'll never know her and Jay in real life. Like, we'll never know mm-hmm. what they are doing and how they are living together. And I think Beyonce, Bro, they, they are capitalists. And I, I mean, just to deviate, just a sort of. Throw attention on him for a second. It's like, even with Lemonade, I was like, it's fair that she wanted to like share this as a sort of narrative in order to, I guess, like show other black women that like they're not alone, or like to show that even though she's a super uber celebrity, that like she she bleeds too. Right. But it's like, you do realize y'all are paying money to like hear her tell her story, right? Like at, at the end of the day, she's making money off of this, and so. I don't want it to get lost in that, like I'm, and this is me. I mean, I, yeah, it's not about criticism. I'm just kind of like tying. I mean, just to sort of tie it into the to the Jay Z NFL thing. It's like, man, they are here to make money, bro. Like, yeah. That 
ultimately they might relate to you. They and I'm sure they do, but they're gonna relate to you in the way that like helps them make ten ninety nine for sale. Yeah. So, and so like and, and with her, like I said, like with them as general, I said you you're, we're never gonna know Jay Z Beyonce. We're never gonna know what's going on inside their life and all that good shit. But I feel like this album was our first peek mm-hmm. at her as a human being, like her being just Beyonce. Like not Beyonce. Like, it was crazy. It's crazy. You can't say just Beyonce, but her being Tina Matthews' daughter, not just Beyonce, the 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 artist. Like I said, I think I, that's what was dope about about that. The same way, like with four 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 with Jay, like it was. Uh, we got to see who Sean Carter was. Like, we, we didn't get all Jay Z for pretty much the first time. Yeah, and that and that's Beyonce. That's this album for her. Like you got to see, and I, I think that's why. I say again from a marketing standpoint, how it came out of you know what I'm not gonna treat it like an album. I'm gonna treat it like a story. I'm gonna just give it to you mm-hmm. all in one piece. Like because like with books, you don't get a, a chapter of a book first. You get the whole book at one time. You don't get a, a single <laughs> right. for a book. So like with this album, I think that was what it was. It was like you know what? I'm gonna give you this whole thing at one time. And then of course it being self titled and all that good stuff, like, it all makes sense of how to. The yeah. self-title aspect, actually, because that's not something I considered before you just brought that up. Like, the notion that, like, this is her autobiography. Yeah. Hey, the whole way, the whole uh, concept, how it was curated, it was it was fitting for it to be called self-title. It was fitting for it to come out the way it did. Uh, it was fitting for it to come out when it did, to be coupled with the whole On The Run tour. Like, be like this album, like... But just from a, a listening standpoint, there's no misses on this album. Like, there's not a song here that I like would that I would skip just to skip. Like, if I'm skipping, it's just because I'm trying to do something else. I'm trying to feel a certain way. Like, but one of them days I put a, a album on, let it run all the way through. Mm-hmm. I'm letting Beyonce run from top to bottom. Like, I'm not skipping a song on, on here. For real. I I might skip Drunken Love because it was. Played out, yeah. But other than <laughs> I that, I love that song. Yeah, I, I think like that's how I judge albums as a whole. Like the songs that I normally skip are the songs that I heard a whole whole lot, whether it be on the radio or in clubs, whatever. Right. So for this one, Drunk and Love probably the only skip that I got, and it's not because it's a bad song. It's just because I just don't want to hear it again. I've that's heard it. I've heard it enough. That's very real. All right, we can. Um... You want to take a break? We can jump to the questions after we take a break. All right. All right. Yo, black men, are you tired of being told that men are trash? Are you tired of hearing over and over about toxic masculinity? Are you tired of having black masculinity defined for you? All in the videos, dancing. I bet. Check this out. Cue the music, please. My name is Jeremy Hurt, and Let's Talk Bruh is a podcast that I host on Black Masculinity. We have conversations on Black Masculinity and take it into our own hands, define it for ourselves, and break down what men are trash really means, as well as what it means to hold ourselves accountable for toxic masculinity and the ways that it impacts us and women. I have conversations on vulnerability, mental health, friendship, sex, and much more. Being a black man, as we know, is a full-time job with no days off. And Let's Talk Pro is a podcast where all black men can have deeper conversations outside of Twitter's 280 characters to vent, to laugh, celebrate our wins, 
and call each other out for problematic behavior, like telling your boy to man up when he's crying, because what does it really mean to be a man if you can't cry? With each episode, we try to do our part in considering and suggesting new visions of black masculinity. Let's talk broad drops every Wednesday, anywhere you can find podcasts. All right, Mr. Hall. So we kind of like ran through the track list. Um, right here, I have best three to five songs on the album and your favorite song on the album. I don't know if like those kind of run into each other, but yeah, they do for sure. All right, for sure. Um, best three to f- three to five song stretch. Yep, yep. Uh, it's gonna be EXO. Or, or, see, let me get the order correct. <laughs> Wherever the mine and, and rocket joint is at. Okay, uh, I mean, I think that's mine. I think we share that. Uh, I want to check just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure we share that. It's man. funny to look at. I, I, I'm on her Wikipedia now. Her um, one of her nicknames is Mister Awards. So I guess, Bro. I guess that is now a nickname of hers. So the, the three, yeah, you gonna go Rocket, Mine, XO. That stretch is, is is the shit. All right, and which one is your favorite song of those? Mine, mine for sure. Mine for sure. Uh, yeah, I feel like I I don't know if I have like a, a three to five like consistently because like I said, Drunk Love is my shit. Blow is my shit. No Angel is my shit. Um, I I guess okay. So Drunk Love, Blow, No Angel. And then Yance and Partition. I kind of want to talk about Yance a little bit. Um, that's, another, that's another good three-song stretch, though. Blow, No Angel, Partition. It's yeah. another good three-song stretch. And what's crazy is, had it not been for, for Jealous right in the middle, you could take it straight through Rocket, Mind, right, exactly, and XO. Exactly. Like, and, I, and I like Jealous, too. But I just want like, so... It doesn't rank with the rest of those. No. Like, but, so, uh, I guess, like, my favorite song is Yance, bro. I'm not going to even hold you. Um... And it's not, it's not listed as an individual track on the track listing. The it's, not, track, it, yeah. it's not listed as an individual track on Tidal or Spotify. I don't even think Spotify either, but um, I thought we talked about it a little bit earlier. I just like her as a rapper. <laughs> like she she's a convincing rapper. And yeah. so um, she's eight, convincing eight, because she's just being herself. Yeah. Which is what all rappers should do, but rap lives sell and rap lives are also fun to listen to. But what's weird is she's not writing these raps. You know what I'm saying? Like like so yeah. I think one of Actually, one of my favorite vocal, not even like a, I think, one of my favorite vocal performances last year was uh, Ape Shit. She didn't write that. She had nothing to do with that. That was, that was literally all Quavo and Offset. And so it's like, so actually, I, I kind of want to talk about that too. Like one of my, one of my favorite Beyonce tropes, generally speaking, is how seriously, so around the last, not the last Beyonce, um, Destiny Child album, but Survivor. She wanted to write a lot. Like she mm. was very serious about I'm an artist, and I don't I don't think people take me seriously as like I, I also think people took that for granted too. Is one of my favorite Destiny Child's things is like so when Latavia and Latoya left, my thing was always kind of like when they left or when they got kicked the fuck out. But my thing was I think they left because they didn't they weren't getting no love. And my thing was like, cause Kelly stayed, yeah. but Kelly knew what the fuck it was. This is Beyonce. This is Beyonce's group. Everybody come and see you, Otis. I think Latoya and Latavia thought they were going to get famous off that shit, and Matthew never had intentions of that shit. No, that was for Beyonce to get that fucking famous. Beyonce and the rest of them. Right. So, Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. But I do think Beyonce was conscious of that, and so she wanted to be recognized as like talented for her craft because yeah. I don't want to just be the nigga who's... Who, I don't want to be the woman who like got famous because her daddy was insisting that like she become famous. Even, even if I am talented, right. I don't want that to be the narrative. And so... That's actually one of my favorite things about her this decade and actually like diving back into I and Sasha Fierce is like I think at the point she realized like 
I could hire people to do all the hard work for me. All I got to do is sing the songs. I will never forget, Neo went on Breakfast Club after Irreplaceable, which is the funny thing about Breakfast Club been on that long. And they asked him straight up, like, how did Beyonce get a writing credit on Irreplaceable? Did she have anything to do with it? And Neo was like, well, I mean, like, the vocal run she does and stuff like that, like, I can't write that. And so she deserves a writing credit for, like, what she does to the song. And Mm -hmm. I'm like... No, she didn't write it. <laughs> so, I don't know. She didn't put know. no lyrics on the paper. The <laughs> shit in between it, she might have did. But, I mean, with that kind of thing. But, I mean, I to put, I, I don't know, like, what emotion means for songwriting. Yeah. But, I mean, it means something. It yeah. has to mean something. I don't know, man. Like, with, with, with her, say, again, I, I've never seen her 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 process mm-hmm. of creating that. I'm like, we got to see Jay-Z's on Fade to Black. We got to see... Uh, other people based on YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff. We never got to see her actually put together a whole project. So I mean, um, when it comes to her as a, as a creator of her own music, I think we have to allow her her own space to operate because no one can do what she does. You know what I'm saying? No, that is like, true. Like, like the, the same way we allow for uh, Celine Dion, the same way we we allowed for Whitney Houston, like. David Foster wrote a whole bunch of Whitney Houston shit. Yeah, I only really wrote her any any of her own. Yeah, stuff. like you have to allow for certain people to 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 enter certain spaces, especially in music, because without so put it this way, would Irreplaceable be what it was without Beyonce? No. Would one plus one be what it was without Beyonce? I, I, I'm trying to think like who else could have sang that song. No one. No one. Like yeah, so you have to allow for her to operate within certain spaces. And I would love to see her actually sit down and put pen to pad and put out a, a, a song because I feel like she probably could. I mean, she's been doing it. She's been in the game for this long. If you haven't picked up something and by I, now, I, I don't discount the fact that like I, I do think she's written songs individually at least yeah. before B day, at least leading into B day A and B. I don't doubt that she is part of. I think so. Um, just to bring Drake back into it, you talked about mine. We'll probably talk about Drake a little bit more too. But I do remember like there was a thing about the Quinn Miller thing and like. I don't think Quentin Mello was like writing songs unilaterally for Drake. Yeah. I think there was a collaborative process where like they were all in the rooms or sending each other notes, and Drake would take what he liked, yeah, and incorporate it. Or, or or the same way Drake might have laid some shit down. Quentin like, oh, you should change just that. You can rework mm-hmm, it. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like with Beyonce, I feel like with her, she's, more part, so, she's part of the process. Yeah, she's for sure part of the process because at the end of the day, you have to take into it, especially with with R and B more vocalists. Rap is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. You can actually. Write someone's rap and then go spit it, mm-hmm. and it'll still come out good. With vocalists, you gotta take into account the tone of the person's the voice, tone, their how, inflection how they on sing. words, mm-hmm. yeah, how they sing, their register. You gotta figure out certain things. So, I for sure feel like she's part of her own songwriting process. I, she may not have created any lyrics per se, but she's part of the songwriting songwriting process. So, even with her raps, I feel like, uh, yeah, Quavo might have wrote ape shit, but like. She still had to put some some of her own something onto mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. to make it work the way it did for that song, and I think that's just something with, with artists in general. But with her, um, and I mean, I'm to that point. Like, so I, I guess like it, people gonna hate whatever. Yeah, this niggas, this, this, that's the generation we in. But I mean, some some basic is like, so I heard the A shit demo. Beyonce made changes. I mean, the the line about like buying home a, a jet or whatever she said. Yeah. Like, I mean. Only she has that knowledge, right? So mm-hmm. she wrote that. I don't. I mean, 
I ultimately it depends on how much you want to be like she's not as talented as we all want to believe she is. But I don't think that's part part and irrelevant at this point. No, either. because I mean, because like, like you said, like as as a singer specifically, like you have to kind of take into account what she's good at. Yeah, and if she's not good at it, then it's not gonna come across on right at all. So, yeah, I mean, she is a immensely talented. Artist, like that's all you can say about like yeah her, mm-hmm. yeah she she and, and, I mean and she gets writing credits on all these songs. She's not the I I think it would be neater if like I think because I guess because of her association to rappers or to a specific rapper, it'd be nicer if like it'd be neater specifically if like you could look at the writing credits and be like Beyonce knows Beyonce knows that, but like yeah she's collaborative. She works with a lot of people. Yeah, so. as as most. Artists in general, rappers, R and B singers, singer, all that shit. Mm-hmm. They're all collaborative in, in some capacity. Cause no one sits down and I don't I I have never seen a song written by one person mm-hmm. from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Whether it be them somebody and, else does the chorus, yeah, somebody or, else does the bridge. Yeah, or, the bridge, the chorus, or taking uh interplaying other songs as far sample. as samples. Mm-hmm. Like this shit, no one is gonna write a song from top to bottom and it be their song. Like right. it's just not gonna happen. No, not not in the year of our Lord twenty twenty. <laughs> not at all. Too much shit to sample from. Um there's evidence by Kanye sampling so anxious for a fucking gospel song. Man. Neither here nor there. Talking um, about my man, bro. R. I. P. Kanye. Okay. Um all right, so the best song on the album, what would you say that is? Best song on the album, I Gotta Go With uh, Partition. Okay. Just I, off the strength of, one, the production's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lyrics resonate with people. It's presented amazingly, and it's her. Yep. Like, those four things together make it the best song on the album. Like, you, you, I'm sure... People might pick uh, "Pretty Hurts." I don't know. A lot of girls would pick that. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, to that point, so I guess like, what I wanted to get at too was like Beyonce making albums for a black woman, and we just kind of like liking them. Mm-hmm. So for me, like you said, so for me, like for me, as a pop album, the album starts at "Drunk Love" and ends with "Superpower." Mm-hmm. But I do think for black women, it starts. It starts whole, at "Pretty Hurts." Yeah, it's the whole album. Big facts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I don't, that's why I feel, like I said, I feel a little guilty, like trying to like claim membership in the hive. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, it's I'm not, not made for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get, I get that. The same way with clothes, certain shit ain't made for us, but we fuck with it heavily. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's what it is. Um, I, I guess my favorite song would be rocket. I get, I'm gonna go off the board and I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I like grown women a lot. I wish it was actually on the album. That's all I think, like, to the point of, we talked about earlier about how this was her first grown woman album, the first album where she was like, this is who I am. I'm not playing with alter egos or yeah. trying to figure out, Ain't like, no who I am as a person. Right, like, like, Yonce. Right, I am Yonce. And grown woman to me was like, I mean, the lyrics, I'm a grown I do whatever I want. 
Like, I love that song. Um, produced by Timbaland. Uh, Grown Woman Standing on the Sun. I know the platinum version of the album has a remix with Mr. Vegas on it, but I, I do think the two bonus I've tracks. I've never are, heard that one before. Yeah. Uh, I, so what's weird is I, I used to, so 2013 was still a time where you could um, download songs pretty. Um, <laughs> CDQ. Yeah. Shout out to um, Statue of Limitations for not being able to give me. I don't think, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was still pretty able to download. Songs that weren't on that, that might have been singles or like attached to the album, but not like uh, not officially officiated with yeah. album, right? So, um, Grown Woman wasn't on the album, but it was a video on the album. Maybe. Yeah, I remember, I remember that, but I don't yeah. remember the. I love that song, and Stand on the Sun. Um, I'm I'm gonna throw it in here as it's just hard to sort of like a sample, but um, I love that song too. It, it, the title version has a has a um. Remus Hunter, Mr. Vegas, but I, I like the original way better. Mm. Um, this is a this is a pretty just a pretty song. Um, so beyond your favorite song, um, so would you say your so would you say your favorite song is the same as the best song on the album, or would you? No, nah, my favorite song is still gonna be mine, but Partition I think is the best song from a musical standpoint. I think it's from a musical standpoint in all aspects as far as. What went into the song, how it was presented. I think the best songs partition, but my favorite song still be okay. still be mine. Yeah, I, I don't really know. So I so um this is like a, a different sort of question because I none excuse me. I don't I t- anticipate none of these albums having like visual components to them, but um the videos. So you so you mentioned you didn't really see the videos leading up to it. Um <laughs> the girls ate at the time, that was partially what drew her into it with the videos. And so I remember I didn't like blow that much. But she made me watch the video, and I'm a man. <laughs> so, <laughs> take, take you there. So, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, she's roller skating in um, Daisy Dukes. Thank you, Beyonce. So, yeah. I, Can't I like, go wrong with Beyonce and Daisy Dukes. You feel me? Uh, talking about um, blowing things. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I like blow a lot. I, I, I wouldn't say, bro, listen, time out. Back to the songwriting thing. What's up? Sorry, on, on blow. The songwriters. Listen to this list: Pharrell Williams, yep. Timothy Mosley, yep. Terrius Nash, yep. Justin Timberlake, yep. James Fauntleroy, uh, yep. Bro, what the fuck? She went and just said, "Give me the hey, yeah. hey, give me the Western Conference All Stars. <laughs> give me, give me the Warriors." Hey, she wrote that song when everybody was in the studio. She was like, um, "Dream, <laughs> Fauntleroy, Pharrell." Sing, sing in the back. <laughs> you Somebody get some whiskey. We gonna have a good day. We gonna have night. a great night. It's, that's incredible, bro. Yeah. Pharrell knows Fauntleroy, Mosley, um, Harmon. Jerome Harmon has also been like a part. J-Rock has been a part yeah. of her. Uh, has been a big part of her discography over the years. Um, and and Hoes, too, funny enough. Uh, it does seem like they were sharing songwriters in that period. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, Pharrell. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, the same producers were on uh, Man, Man Carter. Carter, yeah. So, yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of those sessions probably overlapped. They probably that's did. probably how you got the idea for on the run. Honestly, you probably got that from that whole overlapping of studio. They time. probably recorded on the run during uh, the Beyonce uh, oh, sessions. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. And they just realized that we should probably put on his album. Um, yeah, I, I like Blow a lot. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Blow is pretty good. Blow is pretty. Good. And I mean, it was crazy. So I'm, I'm looking at the same uh, songwriting list. Terry is Nash. Also known as the Dream is like the last name on this list. Like you said, like you said, it's in, it includes Pharrell, Beyonce, Fauntleroy, Timlin, and Justin Timberlake. So, 
I think just kind of like let's just throw the dream over good measure. You know what I'm saying? I feel like in terms of like PR, like um, just in terms of just general, like how much star power we can get on one song. I think Blow is probably the best song on the album. Yeah, for sure. Blow is her uh, all the delights. Yeah, pretty much. That's actually a good comp. That's a really good comp. Um, and I like Jealous too. I like Rocket too. Yeah. I think Rocket Ro- is dope. I, I think Rocket specifically takes off because Miguel's writing on it. Like, yeah. like you said, you didn't know Miguel wrote on it. Not at all. Not, not to the day. Yeah. So. I was today years old. I forgot it all. But <laughs> well, Rocket, again, Rocket is a dope song because she's owning her sexuality. Like, she's just being her. Like, she's not being raunchy. She's not being over the top nasty. She's just being. Yeah. Hey. But, but what is why I think. So earlier, I was um, getting the keys to Keena's apartment. And I, I caught her. I listened. This is like the fourth, fifth time I listened to it a day. She mentioned something about like daddy wants you to do something, and I was like, I hadn't heard this part before. <laughs> like talking about stuff being shot on her and all type yeah, of stuff. It's, yeah. it's it's there. It's for sure there. Saw there. So if you want to hear Beyonce talk about again, um, Rocky was written by Miguel Justin Timberlake. JT's like her owner just getting off on this whole. No, album. T- no Timberlake was getting off on this bitch. He wrote on uh, Yancey and Partition, too. Yeah. He lost his mind on here. Um, but at the same time, if Beyonce wants me to write for her, I'm anybody. I'm not saying no. Right, if I'm anybody, I could be... I'm, bro, to me, that's why mine is like a standout song on here. It's because like 2013 Drake... I, I mean, he's getting more and more famous as he goes. Yeah. But like 2013 Drake was pretty was a pretty good like get to get. Yeah. And she basically was like, I need you to write a song for me. He's like, okay. Like, sure. Like, do you tell Beyonce no? You know. Does anyone tell Beyonce no? Right. Like, I mean, based off of what we see off of here, which is not, uh, 40 produced it and helped write it, this was his song. And Beyonce basically like, can I get it? And he was like, I mean. This is nothing was the same, Drake, too. Yeah. This is. So, shout out to him. Um, all right, so beyond favorite songs and best songs, um, Weaknesses of the album. I, I I think I already talked about mine, but I, I don't want to like color what you think. Yeah, of the album. weaknesses. Um, like I said, I, for me, the the reason why this was my my album of the decade was because I don't see any true weaknesses. Like, of course, you did mention that. Yeah, I, you you making point to some of the songwriting. You make a point to like as far it's, it's all nitpicky shit. Yeah, it's very nitpicky. Like track listing wise, nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. Uh, lyrical content, nothing wrong with it. Production, nothing wrong with it. So like, it's real nitpicky as far as like maybe the order some verses was in, or uh, or like maybe the intros and outros. Yeah, the, like, the 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 lengths of songs, or it, it's super nitpicky. I think my and I, and I mean, it's very it's a it's an hour long, it's an hour six. Yeah, it's not like super it's not super long, long and super short. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's. If I had to say a, a weakness of the album, uh, I'm going to say, um, again, super nitpicky. Uh, I would have, I would like to have seen "Bow Down" be something different than what it was. Mm. As, okay. as, instead of being an outro for "Flawless," maybe something else. Maybe not not necessarily a song in itself. Maybe like an interlude, uh, post that. Extended intro thing, give making bow down be the 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 launching pad for the album maybe, mm-hmm. but that's again nit- nitpicky as fuck. Like it ain't no this album is is solid through and through. 
Yeah, I feel like a Jack. So I, I want to talk about this earlier too. Um, Pretty Hearse is co-written by Sia, and I feel like to hate on a song written by Sia is like blasphemy. blasphemy you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, 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 I meant to like make a point of that before we even, but not before we started. But like, what I was just so earlier was, I don't like I said like Pretty Hearse and Haunted are like ancillary to me, but it's like Sia wrote it, bro. Like, who am I to be like turn on a Sia song? You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Um, yeah, I, I guess like in terms of nitpicks, I already talked about mine about like the intros and outros, but I don't really three through twelve are, are pretty flawless. Yeah. I, I don't I don't hate any parts of any of these songs. Um, I think of the of three through twelve, jealous is probably the weakest. Two yeah, I get and it. I like jealous. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's and that's what's up. crazy with any album where the weakest song you still like it. Mm-hmm. It's like all right. Can't hate on it. Shout out to de- shout out to detail. I kind of just want to shout out detail too. Um, he's from Detroit, so shout out to the homies. Um, okay, so past weaknesses. Um, favorite lyrics. I don't know if you have any like lyrics you particularly want to give a shout out to. Uh, favorite lyrics. Uh, ooh. Yeah, I don't have any of the like the, the album memorized. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, it gotta be off my uh. Trying to think. Wow. I feel like superpower. I feel like there's gotta be something in superpower that I adore that I can't remember right now. So I'm about to go ahead and look. Cause they got big deals and they got little things. I got everything I'm asking for, but you stop making the big that there. Now I, was, I don't know if that's Drake or that's her because they both use it in the song. Mm-hmm. But that that little set LP is probably my favorite uh, lyrics on the album. He wrote it anyway. <laughs> I, I, let me, let me, the boy. Let, let me not shade B because she she is capable of writing her own shit. But that, that's, that's what that's what I was getting at earlier. It was like for her to have wanted to be such a like respected force in music once upon a time. It does seem like she very re, she very quickly realized like. Songwriting don't matter per se. <laughs> like as long as the song is good. Yeah, I, I I don't get hung up on songwriting from a listener's point of view. Like, I guess maybe monetarily you might get more money being songwriter on the shit. But like, listener point of view, like as long as the shit come out good, I don't give a fuck who wrote it. Yeah, and I think a lot of artists were the same way. Like, as long as my fans fuck with it, mm-hmm. cause it's still it's still my song. Like I'm still the one before. Again, especially with R and B singers and with vocalists, like. You can write a song, but the same way we listen to I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. Like, mm. no one's going to perform that the way she does. Like, nope. even like... Um, I hate hearing people perform Whitney songs, bro. Bro, like, even like... Um, uh, Jennifer Hudson? No, what's the song? It's a Whitney Houston... It's a, uh, the, I, I, um, I Will I, Always I Love You. Like, that's not even her song. Yeah, but it's a Dolly Parton song. And Dolly yeah. Parton said, like, I'll never sing that song again because she sang it better. Like, and like, with vocalists, no matter who wrote the song... No matter even who performed it first, when you come in and you put that song down how you do it, no one's gonna fuck with it. Like and a lot of Beyonce songs are are like that. Like you not hear nobody else sing irreplaceable the way Beyonce sing. You never hear nobody else do uh Best Thing I Never Had the way she did it. Like th- those are her songs, regardless of who wrote them joints. No, she is I I I mean I th- I personally think that Whitney Houston is the most it's the neatest comparison to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Based off of just based off career arc and like, minus the minus the drugs. It's it, minus the drugs, yes. But like, I I think it's weird that like people don't think she can sing. 
It's like, have you heard? heard don't think who can sing. Beyonce. Yeah, people are on drugs. It's so bizarre when she, to me. When, well, the, the day I realized that she could sing was it was like early in Twitter days when One Plus One had came out and she was like in her dressing room rehearsing. She could sing uh, dangerously in love. She could fucking sing. What? Like that's a, that's a vocal masterpiece. I'm just, yeah, dog. Yeah, no. yeah. And she, and she wrote that, and she took him up top a couple times. With that what? And that, that's my point, bro. It's like to me, in the weirdest way, "Dangerously in Love" is her best song. Because you want to hear like, oh, you want to see full Frank? Oh, yeah, that she wrote. That's it. That's yeah. the one right there. First bit, yeah. "Dangerously in Love" might be my favorite best song. No, second behind behind "Best Thing I Ever Had." Mm. And the reason "Dangerously in Love" has an edge. The reason they're two great songs. But different categories, like you said, Dangerously in Love, she wrote. Mm-hmm. Best thing I never had, she didn't write. But she still sang the hell she sung, she sung, out of yeah, that song. Like, her, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I agree. Um, she, she's incredible, bro. I don't, I, I think, like, I think we are sort of conditioned to, like, look for the flaws in people. Yeah, it's just society. It's just society, but it's like... Why do you want Beyonce to be a failure? Like, have oh. you like watched her, bro? Yeah, I don't, she, bro. I'll get that one. Um, I think my favorite lyrics are on Beyonce. Uh, that second verse where she say, uh, bu- 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 bu. I'm looking it up now. Drop the bass, man. The bass good. Lower radio. Say speed it up. I just go slow. I mean, it's not like anything like world changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just kind of like hear her like rap. Yeah, like again, it's it's the way it goes back to the. The, the giving the credit to an artist on a song, the way she says that. Can nobody else say it like yeah. that? Yeah. Can nobody else say it like that? Everybody got her tone of voice to say that. Like, she ain't quite got the Tony Braxton husky voice, but she ain't quite got the Aretha Franklin superstar. Right. Hey, it's somewhere in the middle between it's those two. It's the confidence yeah. she lose, bro. It's like she come across like, even if I do sound a little crazy, you niggas ain't going to tell me that. Like I'm, yeah, like, I'm Beyonce. Right. Like, like I'm, I'm that nigga. That, that that's that verse. Yeah. I'm that nigga. That's for that's sure. why I like that song. It's yeah. that I'm that nigga song right there. Actually, that's the best. And the way, way she it. ride the beat. The, mm, Not the bass man. The bass got lower. Those hands Yeah, what? She she for sure rides that beat like. Yeah, she's She jumps in her pocket on that boy and and takes it from beginning to end. Talking her shit on there. Uh, next question is popularity. I think like it's a Beyonce album, so I don't know. If we need to really discuss popularity <laughs> like that. But. Yeah, it's it's popular shit. I, I think, um, but, I, but I mean, like to that point though, like I I do like I very distinctly remember the night it dropped, and like you said, that rollout was crazy because nobody saw it coming. She she told y'all later on. I changed the world. Yeah. World stop. Carry, Carry on. on. Like, like, nigga, like, she told you, like, oh, yeah, I, I did that a couple months ago. I went crazy, and everybody saw it, and it's going to be there forever. Yep. No one's ever going to doubt what the fuck I did 2013. I dropped this, this album. Like, that, like, she, I. But, but at the same time, the timing was pe- not peculiar. That's not the right word. But I will say that, like, she dropped on a random December day. Yeah. And I was like. Not like what, but definitely like huh huh yeah huh huh. But it was like you know what? It's weird, but it works. Yeah. And I'm not mad at it. Like yeah. that's how I go. Like I'm, I'm gonna give you this to start your new year off in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Ride this out until we go on tour next year, and then we're gonna be down for whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I I think like so again tying the the video aspect into it, like that definitely helped accelerate like 
fa- the fact that there was no rollout, the fact that it was an album and videos all at the same time was like, well, we have double the content. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, part two of it is, I, I think for me as a music consumer, I've always looked at singles as like, so what's a, what's a good like example? So my favorite thing to do is track when a single's doing well without a video because to me, the video is only going to accelerate how good it's doing. Right. The fact that Beyonce was just like, I'm going to drop 12 videos at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to give you all of this. Yeah. Hey, and you're going to enjoy it. Beyonce's been like billboard proof in a way. Like she's gonna, Her album's going to go number one, but she's not. Her singles aren't going number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Beyonce didn't really have any singles. Not From that album? No. Think about it. Yeah, I mean, Drunk of Love. Love. That's it. But and then you have Flawless and Partition. So, But those came later on. Like Those weren't like... It, the singles that Wikipedia lists are XO, Drunken Love, Partition, and Pretty Hurts. Partition had a video. I mean, all of them. Never mind, all of them had a video. But I guess Partition was on the radio. Drunken Love was on the radio. I don't remember XO on the radio at all. Mm, me and either. I don't remember Pretty, Pretty Hurts. Me either. I remember Flawless on the radio, though. I remember Flawless on the radio, yes. Yeah. Um, looking through the track. I thought it was another video, another song on the radio, maybe. I remember the Haunted video, but I didn't remember the song. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just kind of like it, it is kind of peculiar to me that Beyonce is not necessarily like single proof or Billboard proof, but you can reach a level of celebrity where no matter what you do, it's gonna sell. And Beyonce met reached that level ages ago, and so it's like yeah, she doesn't really have to do singles anymore. Um, on her most recent, uh, well, on Lemonade, she did kind of the same thing with the videos. And on the Lion King album, she didn't really do any videos. Um, yeah, she's kind of like, she doesn't have to really promote her shit at yeah. this point. She's just kind of like, I am she, Beyonce. And yeah. So you're going to She's buy the Apple. Ride. Like, Boom. Apple don't have to really market their products. Boom. They, them drinks just come out and niggas go get them. Boom. And I, I kind of, so she did a, uh, she did the Vogue, um, uh, I don't know she did a spread, she just did the cover last year, and I got that cover. I appreciate, um, I don't know, man. It's like, so she's one of the five most important celebrities in the world. It was like her, well, musicians anyways, her, Adele, and three other people I can't think of right now. And it's like, just to think about the power that you have to not, most of these artists are thirsty to do promo tours, right? Yeah. Without those promo tours, they ain't only going to go wood. Yeah. But that's going to go platinum with Off bail, like just here. You know what I mean? So- I kind of not envy that, but it is peculiar to think about the fact she doesn't have to do interviews, she doesn't have to do rollouts, and no matter. I what, mean, she she she, she had, self-titled sold three hundred seventy-four thousand copies in second week with no rollout. She she has entered that that Michael Jackson space like ten days after its release. Beyonce sold nine hundred ninety-one thousand copies in the United States, yeah. no rollout. Ten days after release, yeah, and I mean like she's in that rarefied air, bro. It's 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 different up there. Yeah, it's different for for her and Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston and them cats. It's, it's different for them, like in a, in a way. Once you become X amount of famous, no rollout is probably the best rollout. Yeah, right here. Yeah, like what's the what's the point of doing a promo? I mean, you saw it four 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 same way. Like it was. Take this. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Hold on to that for a minute. I'm going to go on tour after this. Like, I ain't going to promo tour, but I'm going to go on tour just for y'all. Yeah. I mean, Hope been doing that. Because Magna Carta was yeah. like, 
he did those uh, commercials. Yeah, commercials, yeah. But what, it, wasn't no, yeah, no, know what it was. wasn't no traditional rollout. No. But again, like I said earlier, we was talking about um, how this whole decade has shaped and looked different as far as music releases and how it was presented. Like, you had, since 2010, you, you had blogs and you had streaming become a thing. So the whole process of presenting music has been different in the last 10 years. And I feel like Beyonce and Jay-Z, even Adele, have, have capitalized on this new way of presenting music to you, of not having to go through the the, the traditional constructs of um, rolling out an album or presenting this whole marketing plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, granted, you still got to do it to some extent, but it comes at a later date and it comes after the content has been presented. Yeah. That way, I feel like from a marketing standpoint, it's easier to assess how to market something when you give it to someone first and then you go back, look at the feedback, and then mm-hmm. you figure out what to mm-hmm. target and all that kind of good stuff. No, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, and <laughs> for better or worse, like, she is really good at that shit. Um, like, really good at that. Like, she knows. And, I, I mean, we could, you could look at, it, look at it cynically, but ultimately, like, she knows what her consumer base wants, bro. And so I can't begrudge her for, like, doing market research. Yeah. For <laughs> better or worse. Like, she's very good at... Um, Providing her demos multiple with, like, sort of material they need to, like, get through their days or weeks or months or years. And so right. shout out to her for um, being able to convince a bunch of people to pay ten ninety nine for her work. <laughs> I guess that's a simple way of looking at it. But, like, I guess a positive way is she's very talented. Of so, course. Of course. Um, yeah, there's just no denying that. I, I mean... This is very broad based, but I, I, I her name is Beyonce, bro. What else was she? What else she was supposed to be? Like a manager at Walmart? No, not at all. I, she had to be something like no. Beyonce Giselle, like like her parents. She was going to be famous. Facts. There was no chance any woman named Beyonce Giselle, Giselle knows was <laughs> going to, anything other than like a desk job. Not at all. No way. Um, okay, so Time Castle. Um, could this album still be made in 2019? Is it part of a special moment for you? Is it still relevant? Um, did that matter in how you picked it? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, like, like you said before, everyone's going to remember where they were when this album came out. You know what I'm saying? I, I think so. I like, do, I do everyone's, think so. I, even, if, even if you were asleep when it came out, the next day, she did a what? Yeah. It's a what happened? Yeah. Huh? Like, so for it to be... His it, it's historical relevance is gonna is gonna be something that's gonna withstand the test of time. Uh, it's also gonna be something that could have been made in 2019 because I mean look where we at as as a society as a culture like women deserve to to have these louder voices mm-hmm. than what they've had in the past and this is a prime example of a woman uh, giving you that louder voice and giving you herself in a sense of either you take it or you leave it. So, like, for it to have been made then, which was, like, what, six years ago, mm-hmm. it was ahead of its time, for sure. Like, not much ahead of its time, but still ahead of its time in, in a very distinct way. So, for it to have been, so, so could it be made now? Yeah. And it's something that we're going to re- remember in the last, most definitely. Like, and that's something we don't really see a lot with, with music anymore, no. especially with um with pop music, even though I don't know what to call that album, if it's pop, R&B, whatever, but. That's just, I mean, she, she's inherently a pop artist. Yeah. So I guess like something I think about um, 
when it comes to that. I, I, so, to your point, she's ahead of her time. I thought about that when I thought about Lemonade. Because mm-hmm. to me, um, both Beyonce and Lemonade are ahead of their time in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so when I hear Lemonade now, I kind of think about, to me, to me, Lemonade is like Beyonce part two. Yeah, most definitely. It's the it's the it's again yeah, it's like the onion thing. It's yeah. the whole other layer. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the same, but it's different. Yeah, it's, yep. it's it, but that's that's where it gets kind of not murky. But I definitely think about it like not you made the same album, but like it's weird to think about the fact she you, she took she picked up where she left off. But no, to me, it's like I think she would have made lemonade. Before Beyonce had like had she known hap- what yeah. she knew, right? Not to, and not to say that like her cheat, not to say that Jay Z cheated on her. I mean, it did, but it's weird to me that like. So this, this is how I, I look at it. I look at regardless of what had happened in her life, mm-hmm. she would have had another album like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It's just the what the what the, the content girl? of it is maybe different, like. Yeah, she got cheated on. So the content of Lemonade is different than what it may have been. So like, had things been hunky dory between the two, and they lived a fairy tale life, I feel like we still have got another album in the same vein as Beyonce, as far as being a. But but, but I, that's the weird part to me is like I don't know. I mean, I, I'm attaching. Would it have worked how it did? Exactly. Probably not. Exactly. Yeah, and that, and that's that's why I feel guilty because it's like. We're we're, we're, we're we're damn near basking in her in her in her, in her issues, in like, her issues and her in her trauma, her misery. Yeah, like and but, but I guess even deeper than that for me is like, again, I can't particularly enjoy Lemonade because she's literally a black woman who's been cheated a, on by a black man, yeah, specifically. It is like I that's in, crazy. In the way like, I enjoy Beyonce, I literally should not be able to enjoy Lemonade yeah. because you are condemning. The source of things. Hold up. They don't love you like I love. Hey, that's all. It it sounds great, but I shouldn't enjoy it the way I do because I'm a black man. But but, but that just speaks to who Beyonce Mm -hmm, is. It mm -hmm. speaks to her as an artist and what she creates. It's like, damn, this shit. Like, to me, she, her and Elton John are like, good cop. In the the same sphere as me. Like, yeah, I'm not a gay British white man, but I love Elton John's music. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't living during the time of Vietnam when he made the song, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of the song, about the guy coming home as a dead body. Like, yeah, I can't relate to that, but I love this song. Like, I mean, good musicianship is good musicianship. Yeah. So ultimately, um, like I said, like with Sorry's, like, she's condemning me specifically. Yeah. It's a good song. <laughs> I don't know what you can't gonna, deny it. Like I don't even know if you tell you. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it's where I me specifically. That's where I always landed. Was like um, it ain't for me, but this shit is good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And, and I think that. I think but, that's but self-titled is, self-titled can be more for us. Than yeah, yeah, can, most definitely, obviously. most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'll never say Lemonade is like in my favorite Beyonce songs. Me albums because like I said it 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 makes. But what I will give Lemonade as a black man is it uh, it creates a needed discomfort. Oh yes, in a sense of it, it makes us think about how we treat our women, how we treat our relationships. Oh yes, like it, cause like it's like nigga Jay Z almost threw Beyonce. Beyonce, away. I I was going to say that 
45 seconds ago was this notion of like, this big lipped ass nigga. You almost fucked up, fuck son. Fuck that shit Listen, up. like, I can forgive Jay for a lot of shit, but hey, you fucked up that, like, nigga, seriously? And no boy, I mean, I, I feel but like. But then, you think about it, he came back the same way and, and he made us feel our own discomfort in a way with, with, with 444. 444 like, and I'll fuck up a good thing if you let me. Like, mm-hmm. and that's a true story. Like, if you. If you give us the room to fuck up, we're probably going to. Like, that's just the honest to God's truth. Like, now, no comment. <laughs> as we grow up and as we become older men, as we as we learn, we we figure out ways to avoid that. But like, yeah, like self control is a thing. Self control is for sure a thing, and uh, maturity is a thing, mm-hmm. and and growing mm-hmm. and learning your partner. Gro- growth is a thing. Yeah, and I mean, like it is. I do think one of the like overarching critiques of 444 was he's 50. And it's like... So the fuck so what? So the fuck what? I have no doubt in my mind that... I, I tweeted this when 444 came out. I think I said I had no doubt in my mind that 84-year-old Sean Corey Carter want all the smoke. And I don't doubt that. Like I, I feel like right now, if like that nigga just went like completely flat broke, I think that nigga would pick, pick a bag up. He probably would. Like, you know what? Shit. I still got it. Right back on Fossey State. Like, uh, Bro, telling them good them good rap lies about losing 92 bricks. 92! That's the hey, best. We, <laughs> hey, we talking about, hey, we, we going to do that. That's a separate pod. Because you, you are the only one who I've ever commiserated with. The 92 the brick story, boy. 100 minus 8. Minus 8. Listen, I, I don't talk to niggas who sell dope. I'm like, niggas, all right, 96, how much you think that was worth? What's the, what was the price of them drugs back then? He lost how much? 92. That's way closer to 100 to zero, nigga. I'm way not, closer to 100 to zero. I'm not doing it. Ain't it. Half, man. What? And the plug ain't kill you? Fuck out of here. That nigga lost uh, 29. Bro, <laughs> nigga, nigga lost nigga uh, 9.2, nigga. He lost nine and a quarter. That's what he lost. I don't hear nothing else about. Ooh. That nigga's ill. Hey, listen. We, hey, we love you more than anybody else, ho. You ain't lose no goddamn money. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, so the, the point you brought it up. So are you still listening to it regularly? Um, we still listen to it regularly in another ten years. Um, I'm listening to it regularly today. Uh, not regularly, but when it come on, I'll turn it off. I, I guess I'll define regularly. It's just kind of like right, like so you listen to it. Not you. You're not. I ain't going to search it for it, but if it come on, I ain't changing it. Right, right, right. And in ten years, it's probably the same way. Um. It is interesting to think, though, like, so Beyonce is probably, not even probably, if she was white, she'd definitely be the most influential pop star on the planet. It's like, where will Beyonce be in 10 years? Blue is going to be in college. Damn. Um, 10 years? She'll be 16. So she'll, she'll be, be getting high ready to go school. to college. Yeah. Like high um, school. The kids will be damn near teenagers. Like, yeah. she'll be, like, damn near 50. Her husband will be damn near 60. 65. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? It's just like... I wonder what she'll be doing in 10 years specifically. Will she pass the bell? Will she be Aretha? I, she, she'll be... She might be Aretha. That's a good comp. Yeah. Like, nigga, I'm going to come get this bad when I want to. But, so I mean, even... Maybe Diana Ross. Yeah, for sure, Diana. I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah that's, that's a better... That's a better... Uh, it's raining. It's raining. Rainy. shit. God bless. Um, <laughs> that's random in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> God, uh, I, I only saw lights. So I wouldn't. Even I heard the sound. It. I thought it was like wind. Yeah. I looked over and seen the drops. I thought it was. Yeah, what do you think about it? 
Yeah, I, I guess like Diana Ross is probably the, yeah. the easiest comp. I always wanted to compare her to Whitney. I don't know if I said this earlier, but like to me, like you said before, without the drugs, I think Whitney is an easy comparison. But yeah, just yeah. because like she is a pop like so I think about Whitney Houston as an actress, right? Like Beyonce similarly cannot act. Um I watched like, Whitney before I watched Beyonce though. But that's the thing, is like, <laughs> bro, but the thing about like the bodyguard is that movie is bad. But it's Kevin Costner and Wendy Houston, so you're going to watch it. Think about, like, so he, <laughs> the preacher's wife, wife wasn't that bad. She's not good. No. Denzel was good. good. Courtney, Courtney B. Vance, Vance was good. good. <laughs> She's not good. She's <laughs> Wendy fucking Houston. And so you wouldn't Same way with Cadillac Records. Eh, you don't really want to see Beyonce Cadillac Records. Like Obsessed that. is... I, I literally just watched Obsessed. I have never seen that movie. I probably never will see it. Idris Elba's... Why would Idris Elba agree to do that movie? Because it's Beyonce. Beyonce. You don't tell Beyonce no, nigga. What you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And so it's in the rule book. I'm part of the hive. I seen it. You don't tell her no. That's where I land on it. It's like Idris Elba was like, Beyonce's my co-star. Like, I could do that. Yeah. I can make it work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I really Kind of like Mariah Carey. Like, but, but even but the difference between Mariah and Beyonce is, um, I don't, Mariah tried to act. Didn't work out. Yeah, she let it go. She realized it wasn't for her. But I don't know if she let it go so much as like... No I, one caught her anymore. Beyonce did Lion... Like, bro, the worst part of Lion King is Beyonce... I haven't seen it yet. I don't want to see it. They sound like they're reading the guy the whole entire time. When I saw the, when I saw the, the trailer, I'm like, no, nah, this ain't it. They sound... Had it been a straight musical, maybe. I don't... That's the thing is, I don't mind anybody else, but it's like when your two major characters are... Simba played by a guy sound like he's reading cue cards, and Nala sound, played by a lady definitely reading cue cards. That's that's why I was mad about it. It was like, man, Gambino, you act, bro. Like, why are you sound like you read? Beyonce it was like, you definitely. I think with Gambino more so, he used to be actually being in front of the camera. Yeah. Like with her, it's just, I just wasn't a good choice. I, I, She's Beyonce knows Carter, nigga. What do you mean it's not a good choice? <laughs> Are you serious? There are black girls who showed up to that movie theater because Beyonce oh, yeah. knows Carter Big facts. Dollar. Big facts. Like, every black girl who grew up watching Lion King who's not part of the high went and saw it just for, just for that. Like, but that movie, that's, again, another whole subject. That movie was I, yeah, just... I mean, I mean, the, the that only, was a bad idea through but, and through. But the only point I'm trying to make is that Beyonce knows Carter herself is, is intellectual property. She... Yeah. I, mean, I tweeted this at the, at the, at the time. She can't her own the lion the greatest animated picture of all time. She has her own soundtrack for it, bro. How? Again, and think about who executive produced the original soundtrack. Elton fucking Elton John. Fucking John. And she said, you know what? Fuck you, Elton. Fuck you, Elton. Hey, hey, I got you. But I'm gonna do my own she thing. She said, I'm gonna make my own soundtrack for the Lion King. Can nigga, are you, you serious? Feel the love tonight? Let me tell you who else could have done that. Nobody. Nope. No one on the planet Earth can. Do that. Let me let me make clear who else would have had the power to do that shit. Zero. Nobody. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's kind of why I'm like. I mean, the fact she's a good musician has made her a good like pop star, which has made her a good like attraction elsewhere. She yeah. do whatever she wants to because. Same, same thing with Rihanna. I mean, Rihanna really, really has acted aside from that one Ocean movie. But, that movie was sucked ass. But she's Rihanna, nigga. You put her name on it, people are gonna see it. Of course. And so I, I'm not gonna be mad at people. I got, I, I had like a moment the other day where I was like, 
niggas don't really like the podcast. They figure it's an easy way for them to like get on. But it's like if they good at it, who am I to be like? Right. I hate you. Like they. Hey whatever. man, that's again a whole other wormhole we can go down as far as getting in the avenues people ain't got no business being in. But <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah, like I mean, ultimately, niggas. Jalen Rose said this thing a few, uh, maybe ten years ago, which I always love. You are what you you're worth what you're able to negotiate. Yeah. Big so fat, yeah. If niggas are willing to pay you for something I don't think you're good at, I'm not paying you. Yeah, I'm not giving it to you, but someone else will. Right, so I'm not about to sit here and shit on you because somebody else is willing to pay you for something. Like, whatever. Um, so, uh, last, two, last two questions we can get done. Um, is this her best project? Mm-mm. What would you say? Her I think Lemonade is her best project. Which one? Lemonade? Lemonade. Um, I think Lemonade is her best project because it's, it's her complete honesty. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you can't refute honesty. You, but I, I suggest to push back. This was her honesty in that in the moment. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah, I'll show you that. But like, so, but you keep a, a running tab of things. You have to take it where it's at at that moment. So as of, yeah. as of today, I'm yeah. gonna go eliminate. Okay, it's just like with basketball, like Michael Jordan, the greatest of his era. He was the greatest then. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say he's the greatest now because he's not playing anymore. Right. So same way, you you can't say. Beyonce is her best album now because it's not the most current. But if you're going on a running tab, I'm gonna go with with um with Lemonade. But Beyonce is a very, very, very close second in my book. I guess like, I mean, it's to that point, I so we we kind of like went through the sort of like what, what we perceive to be her mental state mm-hmm. from each of her albums. I like B Day a lot. I think B Day B Day is fun. It's fun. B Day is for sure fun. It's fun. But I like I like it specifically because. Um, so like I said, like to me, Lemonade was Beyonce part two. B Day was her prelude. Specific not even prelude, like specifically just coming into like cause like I said, like Dangerously in Love sounded so kitty mm. that B Day was like, oh, like I, that's not I'm not a fucking kid. Like I'm a grown ass woman yeah. dating this to I, I and maybe it's because Jay Z was retired at the time, but on B Day, he came across more like her boyfriend and she came on, on Dangerously in Love, she sounded like her his kid girlfriend. Yeah, I get and, that. And on B Day, it sounded more like equals anything. Else, yeah, you know I get I mean? that. And so I, that's why I like B Day. She, I guess, like Lemonade and Beyonce are her are her as a grown ass woman, but B Day was her like I'm grown, yeah, I'm grown, and yeah. I do my own shit, and I don't need Michelle and Kelly or Hove to yeah. like be. B Day is for sure a fun album though. Like B Day is a. Uh, I, I put B Day in that same uh, sphere, <laughs> ironically, to earlier, in that same. If you're reading this, is too late. Mm-hmm. Area, area, like that's a good, that's a good it's it's fun. Like it's it's yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm enjoying who I am in this moment and where I'm at in my life. I don't know what's to come, but I know what came behind me, mm-hmm. and I know where I'm at right now. So I'm enjoy where I'm at in this moment. Good point. Yeah, she um, she definitely seems. I and I, I, I guess like Lemonade, Lemonade makes sense as her best album because like she's her most vulnerable. Um, I guess be I guess self titled is naive in a lot of ways. It's almost like too perfect. Yeah, where I mean like she she has her moments of like of course she's as a black woman she has her moments of guilt and doubt and trying to discover herself. But ultimately like those are kind of 
Universal they're, black women moments. Yeah, and they're kind of pushed to the wayside in, in that album at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lemonade is like that's all it. That's it's, it. it that's, this is her story. I'm giving you. I'm giving you bare bones. Yeah, like, that's her well, story. That's bare bones we'll ever see. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, I, I guess so. I kind of want to talk about four. I don't know if I'm gonna talk about four with anybody else. What goes around comes um, back around. I'm kind of, but I'm kind of curious about four. Like, I, so where where would you say that fits in? So if 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 Beyonce is like her becoming a grown ass woman, eliminates her like sharing her personal story. Like, what is so? If we're gonna go on it based on uh, musically, I'm gonna go Beyonce four B Day. Lemonade. Okay. If we're gonna go on it based on uh, theoreticals and what's con- what's what's contained in it, I'm gonna go Lemonade, Beyonce, Lemonade, Beyonce for B Day. It's because like you go, you, if you go, if you go on it based on content, you gotta go on it by the growth. And the in her case, she is fitting into what I think all musicians' albums should be. Your most recent album should be your most insightful, the most excuse me, mm-hmm. most uh, growth field. And with her, she does that. Like Lemonade is her at her current peak. It's her her it's her final form as we know it. And then Beyonce is a step below that. Four is a step below that. B Day is a four below that. Mm-hmm. Uh, four B Day is a step below that. I should say. Um, as far as like, but musically, like I, the music and the production and the lyrics and all that, I'm gonna go. Is it Beyonce? And I'm gonna go four as a close second, just because four has, let's say, one plus one and right. best thing I never had. Those two songs alone, like, set that album in a whole different sphere. So the thing about four, which I kind of was told, one plus one is written by The Dream and produced by Tricky Stewart, yep. which they are a, a crazy combination. Up, right? um, so I, I guess I kind of had the same thought about four that I had about. Um, self-titled, which is I started, one plus one and I care I like a lot, but I started track three, which is I miss you, and I stop at track two, which is in a time, and one plus one and I care are like an extended intro and I was here around the world or like extended outro. And so it was like um, and in a time so, let's take it back, not in time, I was here, uh, was written she gave uh, sole songwriting credit to Diane Warren, who was one of the greatest mm. uh, songwriters of all time, and so it's like I wonder, like, how she sort of, like, strategically approaches these, not only A&R in the albums, but definitely, like, figuring out how she wants to thematically scheme these things. Because mm. four, so like I said, like, my favorite songs on four are I Miss You and um, Rather Die Young. But, so I Miss You, Best Thing I Never Had, Party, Great Three, yeah, probably, yeah. Rather Die Young, Start Over, Love on Top, uh, also written by uh, The Dream, Countdown, and The Time I Was Here Running Damn, away. yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like she. I'm. I don't know, bro. It's like I mean, countdown. I. I think countdown is a pretty uh, strong people's champ. Love on top is definitely a strong people's champ. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of just curious about like how she thinks about um, A and R and these things because she definitely. She definitely takes time to uh, think about. Like, oh yeah, she her, for sure curates her projects right through and through. The curation aspect is crazy, but. Um, so I run. So I'm. I guess I'm curious about four specifically because I run the world. It's the last song on four, on the standard version, but it's probably one of her most popular songs. Mm. 
and the dream co-wrote it, so mm-hmm. whatever. But I don't know. I, I, I guess like 2011 to me is a weird sort of like face with Beyonce because she's definitely one of she's definitely one of the three most famous pop stars in the world. She could stand to be more famous as we found out, mm-hmm. and so um, I look at it as ending the album that way is her damn near letting you know what's coming next. But it was the lead single though. I think wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was, but I said, I, it kind of bookends it. It's like, all right, I'm gonna give you this before I give you the album to let you know how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna put it at the end of the album to let you know what's coming next. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. As a as a psychological thing, how I view it at least, like, mm-hmm. and then you come after that with Beyonce, like, it's shit, yeah. like, it's shit, like, so 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 funny and so I guess this was what's point I was getting at. She drives around the world, so. Beyonce has been sort of a like, sort of like amorphous feminist figure to me this decade. Yeah, because even stretching, she she dropped single ladies directly like, after getting married. I feel like she's just, I feel like she's just showing her growth mm-hmm. in her music, like, uh, I not showing her growth in music, but showing her growth as a woman in her music. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I guess I'm like kind of condemning myself because I'm, I, I the point I'm trying to get at is she dropped Run the World as she she's drop she drops these feminist sort of anthems as a sort of a uh, chase married woman. Mm-hmm. She drops single ladies as she gets married. She drops around the world as she's gets pregnant with a with a woman. I shouldn't like discount that, but like love like the big reveal of love on top was like her having blue right. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've always been intrigued by like her being. A married woman and a feminist slash woman but, at the same time. But I think with that, I think it just shows you that you can be both things. Exactly. Same. Like she's showing you that, yeah, I'm a married woman. I am someone's wife, but I'm still a woman mm-hmm. before anything else. The, the same way with hey, black men in, in workspaces. We go into all right, yeah, I'm an executive, I'm this and the third. But before all of that, I'm still a black I'm, man. Yeah, I'm still a black like, man. You're showing your duality in in and how you present your career. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think, I think that's how she's doing her music, or how she has done her music. Like, she's showing you, like, even like with Lemonade, she's showing you, like, yeah. I'm, I, 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 I could be mad at my nigga and still yeah, want to fix it. Yeah, it's, it's, Which is something that, 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 is a, that is a very good theme about her albums. It's like, yeah, she I can shows be more her, she, than one thing. Yeah, she shows, like, yeah, I, I, I have duality. I, I can be, I can be everything in one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the quote, uh, what he was doing? I'm every woman. I'm, mm-hmm. I am all of this in one. Mm-hmm. It's all in me. Pause. I can't say that because I'm a grown ass man. Man, and look, we ain't doing toxic masculinity on some radio, bro. <laughs> it's all in you, meaning it's all in your spirit. No, you still gotta say pause though. After that, for sure. Anyway, if the boon knocks taught us one thing, say that pause. Was the point. That was the point of the episode. You don't gotta say pause to everything. Nigga. Say pause, granddad. <laughs> That was the point of that episode. You don't have to pause everything. I pause this on a regular basis. Neither group chat. Pause, nigga. Bro, I swear to God. I, I worked with a nigga in D.C. who was from New York who quite literally paused everything. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I just had Yo, lunch. Yo, Sean, pause, B. It's like, nigga, you just had lunch. Like, you ate food. Nigga, like, what you want? I had a foot long there. You say pause. Like, I had lunch. There's no pause in that. Yeah, like, what, like, what's pausable about I ate? Like, nigga, what? You ate. Pussy, that's not possible. <laughs> not possible at all. But all right. Um, so your final thoughts, anything you want to add on the project? Uh, no, nah, man. As I said, Beyonce is just a 
she's an amazing artist. She's an amazing woman from what I can see as a, as a fan. And I, I feel like um, her music is something that the world needs. Like, for more, for, I feel like black women need it because that's their safe space. Like, almost every black woman I know, their safe space is either Beyonce or makeup. Like, that's where they can feel like they can be themselves. Either without, or. Whatever. Yeah. Like, and I appreciate her creating that for our women. Uh, I also appreciate her just making good ass music. Like I'm probably about to go and make a playlist after this. Like that, that actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make a playlist. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna make a best playlist. We gonna. I, I appreciate that. You are making my life easier. We, we gonna we gonna do that. And we gonna see how that how it rocks out. But this project that's that was that was dope. I as I as I was talking throughout this whole thing, I was thinking about applying these same answers to the my my uh my. Uh, runner-ups and shit. It's like, damn, like, music is just amazing, just through and through. No, it is. And the last decade has given us some some great projects to sit on as we get older. And everything, uh, what I like about her music and music in general, like, as we get older, the, the message changes. Like, and I, I, I can see that in her music. I see that in the other projects that I mentioned earlier. It, it changes in meaning as I guess become an older person. No, uh, um, yeah, I guess like so. Part, what I wanted to get at about um, her whole span of music, I kind of talked about just like how she's progressed from Dangerously in Love through Lemonade, and how I guess like what's what's semi weird about it is every album has kind of been about her relationship with Ho. I think it's more so about her as a woman. But, no, yes, but, but it relate it, it ties in where she's at her relationship status ties into that though. Yeah, because I, I the point I was trying to get at with Dangerously in Love is like that's how you like it to me. And I'm not deja vu so much, not that not deja vu, but uh, crazy in love, but definitely that's how you like it. And she sounds like a kid, and I mean love is a definitely a, like a theme that ties through all her albums. And so from Dangerously in Love, when she just sounds like oh I'm so grateful to be like. The girlfriend, the great rapper, alive. To literally, the she has a song on this album talking about I can upgrade you. Like, I, I said, yeah, I said, I, I again, I find that goes to her being a woman and how her relationship status ties into her being a woman. How does it overpower her being a woman? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it, I, it's she's just a dope artist, like through yeah. and through, like. And I feel like she's probably a dope person. I feel like she probably like, would take shots with me and at I mean, the bar. You know, she would. And I mean, one of the stories, I mean, we talked about how collaborative she is. I do think there is something to be said about um, you kind of got to be collaborative if you want to, like, reach sort of, like, your creative zenith. Oh, yeah. If, if, you, if you are, and I mean, this is, I'm preaching to myself. If you are sort of isolated or only working with yourself or only, like, editing yourself. Ain't nobody pushing you. Ain't nobody pushing you. Ain't nobody... um, And, I mean, it's pretty established that she didn't write any of these songs herself or, like, unilaterally, but, like, it's good to think that, like, she was in a writing room with people, and even if she did throw something out, just the notion of somebody being like, well, you could make that tighter. Yeah. You could... What what about this? And I feel like the people she chooses to collaborate with are people who aren't afraid to say that. Like, mm-hmm. your Timberlands, your Pharrell. Like, Timberland worked with Missy Elliott. Like, one of his female rappers of all time. Right. Like, Pharrell is fucking Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Like, Babyface is Babyface. Right, like, Babyface not gonna yeah. miss it. He ain't right. gonna miss no words, nobody. Like, and I feel like the people she chooses to collaborate are people who she feel like, like, in any creative space, whether it's 
where we operate in as consultants or fashion or podcast or whatever it is, you don't want yes men around you. And right. I feel like she's put herself in a position where she doesn't have any yes men around yeah. her. Like I'm, I'm sure there's some there who who coddle her in the time she needs to be coddled. But in the creative, you, you gotta know how to feel it. Yeah, out. in the creative process, I feel like, hey, you know what? This 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 ain't quite it. And I feel like that's what that's what she she uh, has done in her career. And I feel like what she's gonna continue to do. And I, like you said before, I want to see what comes next. What comes after? Cause I mean, you know, I don't really count the Lion King shit or mm-hmm. the. Uh, but even but I mean, so a point I did want to make earlier, actually, I was listening to. Um, was it was it blue? It, it was something on this album, and I was kind of like, so I was thinking about a few of the songs she has on the Lion King soundtrack, well, her Lion King soundtrack, <laughs> and I and I was like, her um, Lion King soundtrack, right? And I was like, a, a, a thing, and maybe this might be a theme just because she's a mother now, but this notion of like, not necessarily growth, like growth is too vague a word, but just this notion of um, evolution, evolution, yeah. evolution is definitely the word about like, um. She she was a child star, bro. Yeah. And now, like, it's not beyond... I mean, she has a kid. It is not beyond belief that her kid could be talented enough to, like, monetize her talent in the near future. And it's like... Beyonce came out okay, bro. And so, yeah. you know, I, I do think she recognizes that, like, her life could be way different. Yeah. And she is appreciative of that. And that's just dope. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I said, her whole career and what we can see as fans or as listeners or as consumers, I was like... She she really has a a unique space to live in. Like she's not Britney Spears. She's not Lindsay Lohan. She's not. She's a black woman. That yeah. eliminates all those big facts. And that's I think that's the I think that's I think that's why I adore her way I do because like she's a black woman who does these things that she but she oper- she like kind of uh, takes up this weird space in my brain where she's like simultaneously fine as shit. But because I've been aware of her existence since I was a kid, she's also like my big sister. Yeah. Where I'm just kind of like she's happy sh- to see her succeed at all Bro, time. same like, way. Hey, bro, like, nigga, like, that's, that's, she damn near auntie. Yeah. Like, like, I look at her and Michelle Obama in the same light. It's like, they both fine as shit. But it's like, that's Michelle Obama and Beyonce, so I can't. But, 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 but Michelle's definitely auntie. Beyonce's like 35, bro. She ain't that much older than us. But, That's the point. This but is the thing, like she been around for so long. Yeah, it, it feels like Auntie damn there. Yeah, and then of course that hove is old as dirt. It's like, <laughs> my nigga. I mean, we we never get in her because her husband is our. It's, it's literally our husband. Bro, it, so, yeah, yeah, for sure, Aunt. Like, what's up, dog? <laughs> I see you. I see you, on Right, like we like. I that's, see you. Man. That's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess is where I always kind of approached it was like she um. She fine as fuck. So it's like, I, 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 I will never be like, oh, that's Auntie Beyonce for real. But like, I can never really be like, I will pull up on Beyonce because like, I respect her way too much yeah. as like a figure in our community, bro. Like, she's not Auntie, but like you said, she's Auntie. Yeah. She's Auntie. Most definitely. So, yeah, bro. If you ain't got nothing else, we can wrap up. Um, yeah, man. Just want to thank you for having me on again yeah. and being able to, to, to show my, my love for. For Beyonce. Yeah, thank you for actually thank you for picking this because this is actually a good conversation between two men about an album that I still would say is not for us. Not at all. So but it's what it is. It's, it's a dope album. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably about to go listen to some Beyonce like in the car right now. You're, uh, send me the, yeah, send, make the playlist and send that bitch. I home. got you. Post that joint. You're, um, you're, um, you want to pub Arena Solutions? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Arena Solutions, uh, marketing, brand development, graphic design work. 
uh, content coordination. You can follow me on Instagram at arena underscore solutions. Uh, Fresh and Rafae's on the way back soon. This year has been super rough yeah. for us as a brand, but we'll be coming real soon with our uh, fall winter collection. Some super quality products coming out. Uh, and then next year, we're going to pick up everything that we cut in the conference this year and, and run with it next year. So the, re, uh, the re-up soon come. Most Listen, definitely. I'm, I'm only trying to get good at Photoshop myself now. Otherwise, I would be paying Blake plenty <laughs> of money to do my shit. So y'all holler at him uh, ASAP if you need help with your business. Uh, appreciate you, bro. Most definitely. Most definitely.